Right. So, uh, I, I totally. I, so, okay. So, let's get into the main thing. Uh, it's a bummer to lose Arlen right here. I guess I should have timed this better. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, guys, it's my first time doing eight hours of content. <laughs> so, well, he'll be Arlen go. will be back. Matt Arlen will be back. We'll yeah. hear from him later. So, here's the deal, though. Uh, actually, he might be useless here. Uh, <laughs> truthfully. So, let's. So, okay. So, we, we're putting Vince at 100. We agree on that. Yes. Then it's just like, well, then who's 99? Who's 98? So, let's and talk about And by the way, there doesn't, there doesn't need to be a 99. There doesn't need to be 98. Or there could be three 98s. There could be three but, 98s. I did it the way I did it, where I think it's important at the top there. To to edge to etch people over, uh, they gotta they gotta beat people out. Like so, I have a ninety eight, I have a ninety, I have a ninety nine, a ninety eight, a ninety seven, ninety six. You know what I mean? Where um uh, uh where you I, have I, a couple ninety fours. Yeah, and I have a couple ninety fours. Once I hit ninety four, it starts being like these guys t- to me are on the same level. I'm so oh man. I already have corrections for myself yeah. <laughs> looking at this, but uh yeah. So my number and and this goes into the Mount Rushmore argument, but Mount Rushmore's four heads, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So here's what I want to do. I think Mount Rushmore is the flawed argument of WWE. Yes. Because the Mount Rushmore is locked in locked, in my head. Locked and loaded. The Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. You guys tell me the four, the four-headed Mount Rushmore. And we don't have to wrestling. rank them. We just know these are the four. The four guys, yeah. not ranked, is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. Check. Uh, The Rock. Certainly. Hulk Hogan. You betcha. And Ric Flair. The Ric Flair one is the one that I have trouble with. Okay, you have trouble with that. Okay, so let's. Uh, oh, wait, so let's talk about those four. Who do you think goes in that? So, do you agree or disagree that those is the Mount Rushmore? Um, I may want to trade. And keep in mind one one thing we talk about is this in terms of like is this personal opinion or we're trying to be? <laughs> we're trying. This matters. We're trying to be like. Correct. We're trying to be like, well, right. you're getting into what you guys were just giving me shit for before. This is, of course, personal opinion. Of course, opinion, I right? did something but, wrong but yours, right now. No, <laughs> you're saying this is personal opinion, but you're trying to say, but your personal opinion is going to be the definitive truth. No, because there are wrestlers who I like. Ultimate Warrior is probably a 100 for me, just based on how he infected sure, my, my, as a kid, yeah. seeing him, how much I liked him. Like, he brought so much joy to my life. And when I, when I see an image of him, uh, I feel happy. And generally, I'm not happy. Okay, let so me tell I, you this. I, my personal opinion of Stone Cold is that I don't like him that much. Right. He's not my favorite guy, and I thought he was pretty much just okay. Right. I am 100% confident that I could rank him the greatest professional wrestler of all time, even though my opinion of him is lower, but I know the truth here is that we're talking about my opinion of the truth, right? My opinion is he's the best wrestler ever. Right. Even though personal, you're, you're saying personal opinion, like how much you like the warrior, you know, you don't think the ultimate warrior is the best wrestler of all time. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm saying we're, we're, we're using our personal opinions. Right. To I, I think it's an important distinction. Truth. I'm glad we said it. I think it's an important thing. So, so no, to I, Numa, would, to I, would, I might trade Ric Flair out for Andre the Giant. Interesting. But okay. other than Interesting. that, I agree. Interesting. Andre, okay. Andre's not bad. I mean, I have this weird thing where I just want to split that last head into, like, Undertaker, John Cena, Shawn Michaels. Like, sure. See, I, that's, you know, it's see, really fucking hard. And I, and I really do mean that it's it's not, well, that that's such a cop-out. I don't mean they're separate. I mean they share one head. Right. I, I really, I would not put Stone Cold and The Rock, I would not have them split anything. Right. <laughs> it's, just, it's so weird for me. I I, I kind of hate the Mount Rushmore thing, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, but so don't think of it as Mount Rushmore. Think of it as just the top four. Top four. You know what I mean? Like top four. Because so, to me, the top four. All right, well, then how about this? So, sorry to interrupt. No, uh, Then I would do. put the top four that I got. I'm not actually sorry. So I think then for the top four, uh, if we're using your ranking system, how how three people can have the 96 or the 97 percent power ranking. I would put I would put Stone Cold, The Rock. Okay. No no. Hmm. Okay. 
God, this could change it. The, the Rock and Hogan could be interchangeable for me, but Stone Cold, The Rock, Hogan, and then the next four people that would honestly be tied would be uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels just for me because I am very biased. I, I, he's always been my favorite. But that's the thing. He's my favorite, but right. he's but I'm still putting him sharing yeah, that he, He's a different slide. kind of favorite than the, than Ultimate Warrior. You know what I mean? Like like where like Ultimate Warrior objectively like like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Goldberg. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love Goldberg so much, and I know part of that bias is as a Jewish guy. I thought it was so awesome well, he was that we ha we had a guy who yeah. looked like that. I and know, was but he ruined Bret Hart's career. Right, but I'm shit. saying absolutely, he stunk. Like he, he kind of yeah. stunk. Like, you Very know? unsafe. Right, and he his the best thing about Goldberg was the booking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. and like, look, that's what I'm look. saying. When I said books and stats, you know, you can make this guy had all these title runs, blah blah blah. That's when you start thinking about, well, does title runs matter? Like, is somebody like. Uh, is somebody who, who like uh, Jake the Snake, Macho Man, who didn't have big title runs, you know, are they more valuable than a guy who's a, like Randy Orton's like a fucking 15-time champion, you know yeah. what I mean? So you start being like, all right, well, now we're trying to think about these rankings, and then you think about, well, they're in the promotion, they're in there for a while. Guy like Big Show is extremely decorated. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Macho so, Man's tough, though, because I, I honestly think that Macho Man is one of the one of the greatest of all time. I think Macho Man's ahead of his time. That's part of the problem with Macho Man. Is that if, if a guy like Macho it came out in like uh, when in nowadays or a time where people were he would revolutionize because th that was sized based bias right and right. also the writing we've we also we know how to write better now I know that sounds stupid but for like sketch like even like how UCB has, con has figured out the improv thing that I think maps perfectly to wrestling where it's like writing this kind of content making this kind of content. Uh, uh, like I watched some of his promos, like uh, the uh, the uh, what's it the oh, shit the creamer one? Oh yeah, creamer the creamer crop. crop promo. And you're like, man, this thing is a, it's a really cool idea that could be focused with better writing. I just think Mach would uh, we we're lacking guys like Mach yeah. now. Yeah. So and his in ring work was insane. In an improv context, Macho Man is super funny because like he never yes ands anything. Right. <laughs> somebody like Mean Gene will throw him a line like, oh, what kind of champagne is that? He, he doesn't, doesn't even doesn't respond. He's extremely extremely. He negates and he's extremely scatterbrained. Yeah. Like it's not an actual conversation. But, but a lot of them neither was conversations yeah. with the Rock. But you could do the a Rock's shot game on like how many times he says it doesn't matter. Right. So somebody bring up something goes doesn't matter. Well, that's the Rock's whole gimmick. Ah, it doesn't yeah, matter. True. <laughs> um. So yeah. So all right. For okay. Cool. So. I thought the conversation would go immediately to top five, but we're going. We're staying. We're sticking at that top four. So you're saying so in that four spot. If you had to gun to the head. Uh, who you, who do you guys think is in that four spot? Because I right now have ninety. Uh, 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 let's let's just not forget about the ranking. I have those 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 are to me yeah. the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. I think that the Hogan is non-negotiable. The Rock's non-negotiable. Stone Cold they're non-negotiable. We all seem to be in agreement there. But that fourth spot is Ric Flair. So let's talk about all the people who could be number four. Taker, Taker. Yeah. See that he's a guy. I'm like he's a very great. Number five argument. Absolutely. Right. I'm just I'm just throwing a name out right, there right, like right. you just asked me to. Do you, so do you? Would you feel okay if they actually printed a? a, a let's actually bring. If they actually etched a fucking Mount Rushmore and Ric Flair wasn't on it, would that feel weird? Yes. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Ric Flair is in the top four. <laughs> okay. That's it. It's I done. see no. a huge argument. I really under. I really understand I, why why Ric Flair should and could and would be right there. I, I think you're biased because of you have this. You know, as you and Arnold were saying before, like the WWE run was very yeah. important to you, and you actually cited Ric Flair as like a tricky example because yeah. of that right yeah whereas i think if we're looking at the decoration he is the 16-time world champ for a reason he is the 
you know, the first guy to do that, right? They might have been in different promotions, NWA, WCW, WWE, but he had that honor, right? If you look at some of his promos, not only were they ahead of their time, he was like the first truly charismatic heel that did the just $600 fucking uh, uh, you know uh, snakes and shoes. See, that, that's it, the thing. His look is just okay for me, all right? I'm going to fucking heal wow. up. I'm real okay. Wow. You know what I mean? It, 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 the guy's looked 60 for 40 years. <laughs> that's true. I, I, and, and my argument for Taker is because he was the head of the locker room. There are sure. things that he did that didn't just impact the business and transcend it. And I know Newman's getting a half erection right now because he's a big Taker he's a Taker mark. mark yeah. so but, but 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 I really I really believe that that he he kept order, literally. He was the judge yeah. uh, in the locker room, and he's got the streak for a reason. All right, well, uh, guys, WrestleMania. To me, like it's not just me being a WWE mark because I do understand indie promotions I, I watch WCW I watch Nitro I would yeah. flip back and forth during the wars uh, I, I've gone back and watched all the NWAs I've seen the promos I just feel like under like Wrestlemania is such a it's such a pinnacle for me and the fact that like Ric Flair and Hogan never had that like big Wrestlemania moment um, it, it takes him off the Rushmore how do you feel about the 1992 Rumble that Ric Flair won. I mean, that's not a WrestleMania moment, but that, for my, some people, that's probably well, known. the Hogan as, match didn't happen. It and didn't happen in 92. We'd be, we'd right. Be, right. We'd be having a different discussion 100%. if that match happened. 100%. It happened in 94 in WCW, and it wasn't that great. No, right, but I'm saying that match didn't close. matter. Right. If you had, and by it, the way, the 1990 Royal Rumble is the best Royal Rumble of all time, and if you remember, Hulk Hogan won that. It's just it's just the perfect booking. It, 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 to me, is the perfect Royal Rumble. And you can't just say that Ric Flair winning a Royal Rumble in 92 puts him on Rushmore because... He won the title for it. I know, but there's so many people who did that like there's so many people in the top 50 who did that okay who, who, who've won so here's the deal let's get into my specific rankings that i think this will help and also this is the beauty the beauty of this ranking system is that this is t this is how people get caught you get caught in the loop we could have two number fours right. it could be like yo there these are two guys who are I, 96 I have four number fours yeah he, he has a point <laughs> see I, I thought it was number five i thought those i thought five was the tough but spot no, i'm even being sold on it it's worth it let's i got go, can, can i say one thing can i say one thing when I think about the single most emotional moment I've ever seen in all of professional wrestling ever, it is Shawn Michaels' match with Ric Flair. Sure. Yeah. I love you. I'm sorry. He ends his career, and the next night on Raw, the, the entire locker room comes out in fucking tears. Right. About Ric Flair retiring. But then he wrestled three months later in TNA. But they all do that. I Foley, know. that Hogan did that. Way, Everyone does it. No one's way, ever out. No one retires. WrestleMania is equally Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania. Sure. He fucking put him over in a way that was fucking beautiful and Shakespearean. Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. He, he, you could make a case for him for the top five. Nah, Easy. he's top one Easy. for me. Okay, you can, but look, I don't put him. I don't even put him in the fourth Mount Rushmore because I, I I understand I can zoom right. out from my own perspective. I just mean, like Dan could Shawn do. Shawn Michaels Warriors. has got a resume and a half. I mean, Shawn, the, the sure. guy, look, Shawn Michaels. It's hard. It's 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 kind of crazy the accolades Shawn Michaels has had that he's not like that he's not number two or something. But it's like these other guys are so fucking good. Because here's the deal, Shawn Michaels, the sexy boy song. Let's say. Like that, like like the things he has, they're, they they didn't crack the glass, like whatever right. that glass ceiling is. But Not, Flair uh, in the robe with the but Flair the, is the, so the, important the, the to current like culture. Song. Like that's the thing that that sells me on Flair always, which is that all the athletes, everybody, he in the Rock's whole six hundred dollars shoes, all that the concept of 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 styling and profiling, did he invented it? You know now. You he could stole argue it from Walt, Walt Clyde Frazier. Right. 
You can't. I'm saying there are arguments that other people did that stuff, right? Gorgeous but George. He, he made right. Gorgeous George is the, for the one that was but in then my you mind. You can talk about Hulk Hogan literally stealing. Uh, uh, whose gimmick did he literally steal? Well, he is. His name is Hulk and Paul Hogan, right? Wasn't that? Isn't that no, true? No, 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 Hogan. no, 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 no. There's Hulk Hogan. No, no, no. But didn't he steal? No, he oh, just Hulk from Marvel. He has a deal with Marvel because of that. Yeah. What were you going to say, Skyler? I don't know. No, no, that Hogan, Hogan's gimmick is not really an original gimmick. It's that all-American babyface superhero gimmick. So I get that. But the thing is, just because something's a little bit stolen or influenced by something else, just because Gorgeous George existed, doesn't mean he was ever Ric Flair. Right. Right? When you become the pinnacle, apex, icon of that thing, right? Without Ric Flair, there is no The Rock. But I cannot say without Gorgeous George, there is no The Rock, right? Ric Flair influenced The Rock and influenced this generation. Whereas Gorgeous George was a different time, a different era. Does that make sense? Right. Mm -hmm. And again, this is the bias we have, and I hope we have some older cow listeners, you know? Like, my dad is cashed in to say how important Bruno San Martino was as a kid. Okay. None of us understand the importance of Bruno. We, we I mean, get he, it he was on champ. He was champ for seven years. Right. We get it on paper, yeah. but you don't feel it, right? Like, there's tons of moments in wrestling history. This is my always me and Chebs, the argument we always get into, where you're always behind on wrestling. You watch stuff after you hear it. Like, you're, you're, you're like a week behind because you don't want to ever jump ahead. Let me tell you what it is. I am. And then you miss the moment when it happens. You're not going along with the Facebook page. Comedians Wrestling Facebook page. We talk about wrestling at four in the morning on Desire. Blessed be the fruit. fruit. But uh, uh, I'm saying, but but uh, it's not that I'm never watching it's current hard wrestling. To go back and watch stuff. Sometimes I am one to four weeks behind current wrestling. Right. There's just so much of it. Okay. Let's hear from uh, Jaquees Neal. He's got a cash in uh, saying that Ric Flair is underrated. What up, mofo? Jaquees. <laughs> Now listen, I got I got some stuff to say. I'm right now in the city of Chicago. It is currently about 17 degrees, so my heart That's is what black and cold. And I know there's a couple of people who was roasting me, but especially that lawyer dude. <laughs> I tried to roast me a little bit, but you know what Jay Z say? You know, you don't go down to levels beneath you. So I'm not even gonna touch on that. What I am gonna touch on is a wrestler who I think is overrated. 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 Yo, who's the wrestler you think is overrated and underrated? I'm going to tell you a wrestler who I think is overrated. Are you ready to lose your fucking mind? <laughs> Are you ready for this? The Nature Boy. Boom. Flair, baby. My man. Over-fucking-rated. Let me tell you something. I'm not saying he ain't great. I'm not even saying he's not a legend. He is a legend. He's a great legend. He was cool in the ring. He was okay on the mic, but he wasn't never the best person on the stick. He was just loud. And he was never the best person in the ring. He was all right. He stole a whole bunch of moves from the original uh, pretty boy. You know what I'm saying? Well, I forget what his name is. You know who I'm talking about. Real historian over here. Dude who was wearing a robe and shit. Rick Flair cool. Bobby Rick Flair legend. Rick Flair yeah. two-time Hall of Famer. But get out of here with this Mount Rushmore stuff. He is not on Mount Rushmore. There are many wrestlers who have surpassed him wrestling-wise, entertainment-wise, on the mic-wise. Ric Flair is a legend in the game simply because that motherfucker was wrestling since he was eight years old and is now 152. <laughs> Anybody can be a legend if they wrestle for 82 damn years. I can be a legend if I wrestle for 82 damn years. Eventually, I would get okay at it. Ric Flair. Overrated. Come at me. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, no cheers well, up. No, no cheers, cheers up at the up. end. I mean, I, how can I take that seriously? Yeah, I mean, with no cheers up, but I will say that uh, Anosh labeled this as underrated, but is an overrated situation. Purple. which uh, 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 Swerve. That's all right. Don't matter. Doesn't but matter. I'm saying, yo, so I one thing I will say is that the the the, the length argument yeah. is, all right, so like Stone Cold, none, none of us are saying anything bad about that guy. He right. wrestled for a very, he was at the top for a very short amount of time. Short, he wrestled short, for a while, short, but he had a shorter short. career than most of these guys, short. right? Yeah. Um, especially his run at the top was very, way shorter than people even remember. Yeah. So uh, re- there is a thing where like towards the end of Flair's career, I was watching wrestling and I was, to be honest, I wasn't interested in his segments. I look back at them more, and the Flair Weld, the match with Shawn Michaels, I love that because we knew it was his last match. But everything before that was always like, all right, this is not great. Yeah. Here's what I want to say. All right. Uh, you're going to play your dad's cash in my Bruno San Martino and how important that was. Yeah. But it doesn't mean anything to us, right? In this room, we don't care about Flair versus Steamboat. We don't care about Flair versus Harley Race. We don't care about Flair versus Dusty Rhodes. But these are some of the fucking greatest matches and feuds that have ever taken place in wrestling history. You could ask the older generation. They'll confirm what I'm saying. We just happen to have not been there. So that's important. The other thing I'm going to say. Are you saying this is bias? Like I've been saying I'm just saying there's a little bit of bias here. (laughs) I think we're discounting Flair a little bit. Jackie Sneal doesn't even know who the fuck he's... He's trying to mention another guy who wore a robe. He couldn't even think of one. He's not a historian. He's not not a connoisseur. He could have said Bobby Roode. (laughs) He could have said anybody. He just doesn't have what I have or what we have in this room, which is true knowledge and passion for the history and the and the, and the uh, fucking legacy of this business. And the thing I'm going to say, Dan, you just said right now, you didn't care about any of the Flair stuff leading up to the Flair well. Just being honest. That is bullshit, and I will tell you, I will prove you wrong in a second, but I hated Flair more than anyone. Well, that's not true. I like the old Yeller Ex- promo. Look, exactly. In 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, all of the 90s. The Rumble's like, great. I'm 92 like, Rumble. I'm like, who the fuck is this old dick with huge, white, dumb hair? He's not that good. I don't get him. I hated him until the 2000s. I hated him in WCW. He buried a whole generation of superstars like Jericho. I'm like, who is this idiot? Why do we care? But once he kept fucking going, and then he was so old and so ancient, I'm like, holy fucking shit. This guy's still doing this. This is amazing. And Holy motherfucking shit. There is a promo. From the and the in the in that final storyline where if you lose a match you have to retire storyline of Ric Flair. There is a promo, and you said you didn't like any till the Flair well. There's a promo that I know you loved more than any promo. It's one of your top five promos ever, and that is the I will never retire promo. What? I've compared myself to the great Cal Ripken Jr., the Iron Man of baseball. Even to Brett Favre, who to this day is playing better than any quarterback in NFL. But tonight, right here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and in front of the world, I have to announce to you, So good, King. I will only retire when I'm dead in this ring. Wow. Over my dead body. I've got too much juice left. Woo! I'm still in for I love this business. I'm going nowhere. Thank you. Man. 
starts flopping in the ring, oh takes the jacket God. off, starts falling on his jacket. I mean, he's a bona fide number six. You know? <laughs> Come on. So Come on. Thing, I don't know. To me, it's just like uh, 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 when it when, it's like when it when it comes down to it, I can't not put. I I gotta put Flair in that number four spot. That's where he belongs for me. Uh, and I think it's just because when I watch his promos now, if I put them on, I'm like, that's fucking great work. And yes, they are yelly. Sure. I'm a yelly guy as well. Uh, but to me, I I, I just I, I gotta put him there. But I can I do I understand. So what I had right here, I mean, okay, so Flair, so okay. Let's talk about. Let's come back to Flair. We're gonna in, in, sure. in two seconds. I mean, I'm exhausted from Flair. Right? <laughs> okay, yeah. let's come back to Flair in a second. By the way, my, Hulk Hogan ripped off superstar Billy Graham's gimmick, right. including the handlebar mustache and the boa, yeah. A, yeah. and he wore the boa. Yeah, and yeah, right, the bandana. Right. Yeah. right, right, right. But so okay, so I have 700 Club Billy Graham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the one. I have Vince McMahon as the 100, like we talked about. Then it comes down to the. All right, so let's come down to ranking it, right? Because that matters for what Flair's score would be, and that's where we can look for some compromise here. Is, I, I have 99 as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. All right, what do you guys think, Stone Cold Steve Austin, as the best? I'm, I guess I'm putting him as the best wrestler of all time. Agree. Yeah, Skylar agrees. Newman agrees. I I agree. Uh, and I rank him actually you know, 98. There's no 99 on my list. I would say he's not, but he's still, there's still room. Someone could be better. Like you said, you didn't have that long of a run. Everybody also knows this, and Stone Cold will, will tell you that he, you know, his move set was, you know, he had six moves. It was yeah. garbage. Yeah, it was garbage. To me, the reason I put Stone Cold there is because. Spine let's buster just, into us. Yeah, <laughs> is, 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 is we're talking about that upper echelon, and then we're looking at those guys in the upper echelon. And to me, no one. No one uh, was as over as Stone Cold sure. as a true, pure professional wrestling talent. And when it comes to putting him over The Rock, that's because Stone Cold was the babyface uh, and won most of those matches. Yep. He lost only his retirement match. That's kind of those where I give those nods. It was always, it always felt like Stone Cold was. I really, as the even though I love The Rock, I really. The the Rock I probably like more than Stone Cold on paper. Like I, the Rock to this day is like probably my favorite wrestler. Uh, but when it comes down to it, Stone Cold he played that hero, that anti hero, so well. I think it changed culture, and I think like I I don't I think yeah. Also, and, and, no one moved more merch. You know, yeah. one moved more merch. But I'm saying it was also. Um, uh, it, it was also like when he was playing the good guy, like I was rooting for him, even though I liked the like liked the Rock more. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like we're talking about that, I have the Rock as ninety eight, so I have ninety nine as Stone Cold. I have ninety eight. I'm open to the argument of the night keeping ninety nine open and then pushing everybody down. And I would say just because of what Skylar said, because Stone Cold, when you think about like his in ring. These matches were epic. WrestleMania 17, I've never seen a crowd more fucking popped. More camera flashes went off. It looked like a beautiful shining diamond in that crowd. Yeah, but his moves at the end of the day. It was never that good in ring. Luthez press, stop, mud hole stopping. Right. Like, there's nothing going on, nothing doing. The stunner, I will say, is the best finisher in the history of wrestling, period. That's, that, yeah, right. The stunner is the best move ever. It's my favorite wrestling move ever. The, the simplicity of it. Better and also, than the torture rack? Yeah, it's a lot better. <laughs> Only a little bit better than the torture rack, but I would say that the, the, the stunner of it, and, and it's not just, it's not just uh, that move, because, like, Disco Inferno did a stunner. Like, people have had stunners. It was the way... The way he gave a stunner with the middle fingers, the setup kick, it was so it was so exciting. The way it, the beer, everyone's <laughs> neck would fly back. It, it's nothing even now 
touches the stunner. The, stunner's the magic the of move. a stunner the, happening. The stunner's not the best move. It's like the, seeing... The stone cold stunner is the best move. Yes, that's right. That's the point here. The stone cold stunner, absolutely. I, I think I like... I like Stone Cold at 99 for this alone. Uh, he was the most authentic wrestler, I think, ever. I think a lot of guys... Great even call. The Rock. The Rock's even, a version of Flair, you know. Right, yeah, but even The Rock, it's like he's uh, at least two steps away from like, his actual personality, whereas... Stone Cold is as close to zero as you can get in terms of that's just him, right? And, that, and it's a problem for his. It was a problem for his career going forward <laughs> yeah. that he was. And I will say, there's actually something really beautiful about when something or someone or a movie or a TV show or anything leaves you wanting more. And I think Stone Cold did that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it, it was not a kayfabe reason, um, but he he literally just walked out and he yeah. was just gone. And yeah. we we never got we yeah he left us wanting a bit more. He, he he walked out on top. Yeah, uh, to, yeah, he did. That's right. There's a magic in it because the Rock, the, the Rock was wrestling well into times where I was not into what he was doing. Uh, once, and we've talked about this a million times. We got way too much ironically detached Rock yeah. for me sure. uh, when he became like a star. As a matter of fact, there's only the one DVD which we watch on the podcast. Check out the bonus episode, the People's Champion, uh, where we barely talk about the DVD. <laughs> but um, uh, that, that there's only that one. There's only one DVD of all his home DVDs where the Rock is full on like. The five thousand dollars shirts. Right. Uh, check out the people's barber shop. Yeah. The people's eyebrow. Just being, like, you know, all third person rock. Right. It's the people's champ into the corporate champ. Right. But then after that main storyline angle, you know, the rock just became the rock, and he was just the guy. And yeah. It was, it was too. And he was smiling. He was yeah. smiling. He I was breaking. Love, it. I don't love just bring it rock either. By the just, way, that's yeah, what yeah, I would yeah, call yeah, yeah, yeah. just bring yeah. it rock. But I still love the rock. He's still. That, I, I love the Cena. I love this whole Cena run. Sure. I mean, the look, punk stuff. I loved it. He's still amazing. Right? And any kid comes back. He's right. still. They, the, they think he's gonna wrestle at thirty five. He's still amazing. But the thing is, also, you could say, I mean, Stone Cold. Two man power trip, Stone Cold. You know, hugging Vince, Stone Cold. Like he's done some shit also after after the primo moment. So well, uh, after seventeen, you know, Stone Cold. What, what moments does he have well, after the, seventeen? I didn't Not love much. The what I didn't love. Oh, that. I hate what is a, hate yeah, what? It's, it's a terrible legacy. It's a terrible legacy. But no, but Daniel Bryan fucked with it really nice I this week. It. That loved was yeah, some yeah, great yeah, work. But you know what? Here's another theory I have, and I'm going to bring up this theory now, and uh, we can put it down. It's just a thing that I like to think of when I think about the greatest wrestlers or, or how a great wrestler is, is forged. Yeah. Uh, is that to see a guy really be great, you have to see him become great, mm. right? You have to see their icy level rise. That type of, not, not you know, literally them fighting for the icy title, but I mean like that, that becoming great moment, that icy rise. Like Stone Cold has the Austin 316 promo. He was right. over, but that made him fucking the star. Right. You know, like The Rock, when he was nation domination, turned on them and then became the people's champ. You know, wow, he went from like, oh, this guy's good to this guy's fucking amazing. And then you see them rise to that number one spot. That really, to me, when you go on that journey with a wrestler, you really get them, which is why I think we don't we don't fairly treat some of the older guys because we just weren't there. We didn't see that rise. Or get, we didn't we didn't feel it. That's fair. So I definitely it, felt it for Stone Cold. I'm going to catch you in such a hypocrisy when talking about Daniel Bryan with the point you just made. We'll okay, guys. It, we got to <laughs> hold off on Daniel Bryan right now. We right. have to. But Fine. we will. I know you. Yeah. Uh, but let's hear that Stone Cold promo. All right. The fourth prestigious King of the Rings, Doc Stone Andrews. Cold Steve Austin, Doc an Andrews. incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. So, so good. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. 
you sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. Magic. Oh, it's so fucking Magic. good. Magic. Boner. Boner. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWF champion. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. The birth wow. of a, the biggest superstar. It's point, literally Christine. that promo. It's a, it's so cool you point to that moment, which is Shebs' point exactly. It's like you watched it. You watched it happen. You're like, fuck, that was good. Yeah. And he's also thing. talking shit about, just give Jake the Snake credit, by the way, there, right? Because he's taking out Jake the Snake. Great great example of like an older talent putting over like a, a young up, uh, up-and-coming dude. Sure. Uh, um, but I love about Stone Cold. Just the other thing is like Stone Cold was like thrown around this business like so like until this point. That's what I wanted to sidebar yeah. real quick. Have you ever seen his his ECW? Promos? We watched it oh, last yeah. night. Yeah. I, yeah, oh, I made them watch. He's talking shit about uh, uh, Ted Turner yeah. and stuff. Not uh, even Ted Turner. It's Bischoff and this other guy, Bischoff. Tony Tony uh, some Chimmel or something like Tony that. Chimmel, yeah. Or someone. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, it's uh, that is. It's he, amazing. He completely breaks kayfabe. Talks about his booking in WCW and the look in his fucking eyes. You're like, oh my well, god. Did you see him? Did you see him? Imitating Dusty, yeah. Ro- imitating Dusty yes. Rhodes. Yeah, imitating Dusty Rhodes. He's imitating Dusty in the promo. He's like doing the lisp. He's just fucking eviscerating yeah. WCW's whole staff. Am I am I wrong? Didn't I think it was Paul Heyman's idea? Yes. To just like here, I mean, take a mic because and go. he knew that he yeah. was frustrated with the yeah. business. He's like, just say it. Here's yeah. a mic. And Paul yeah. Heyman is just obviously a genius, a testament to the genius of Heyman. But also yeah. in that promo, he then shits on all of ECW. Like you guys are bullshit. He's like, I came up in the fucking in the in the sport dome in Texas. Sportatorium. Sportatorium. Yeah. He's like, that's the home of the Von Erichs. You guys are fucking in a bingo hall. Like who are these dipshits? <laughs> yeah. It was. A, it's really a thing of beauty. Everyone points to the 316 promo for sure. But Austin was a bona fide. We knew he had the, what it takes in the juice. Watch his ECW promos are incredible. Yeah. So and that. So the other thing about authenticity of Stone Cold and uh, the authenticity and, 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 of Stone Cold who's not a pe- wrestling pedigree either like The Rock you can make the argument he comes from wrestling family mm-hmm. you know he has he does have that pedigree element where like Stone Cold is like a is a self-made man and that's the bottom line but man Stone Cold it's just something about and, and, and it's the biggest thing with professional wrestling and what I and it is what I love about professional wrestling is like that X Factor element like it is like just something about the way his voice sounds when he's saying things yeah. that is just like it's a raspy like I I don't know what it is. It just sounds awesome. Um, I th- yeah. So Stone Cold, I, we're all in agreement here, which does surprise me. Uh, they were all. That's I it. put Stone Cold as number ninety nine yeah. as the best of all time, and uh, that's the bottom line. I put then I um, I Can put. Can you smell what the Rossi is kicking? <laughs> Can you smell what the Rossi is kicking? Uh, yeah, so, all right, we all agree on Stone Cold. Let's move on to, I put The Rock next, which I, I, I think a lot of people have Rock 
uh, to be honest, we're all are we all agreeing Rock is there? Uh, maybe not. I have Rock at ninety eight percent. Let's keep let's let's skip that ninety nine uh, uh, idea because that'll be, that's an yeah, easy yeah, shift okay, we can okay, do right, later. Right, right, right. But the Rock, I put him at ninety eight percent. The Rock is my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, uh, just uh, he does everything. And by the way, Mike skills are my number one crown for mm-hmm. professional wrestlers. By the way, uh, especially during the Attitude Era where I didn't give two shits about the wrestling. That's something I always say. Is like, did you were you guys like when I saw a good match, I was like, that's cool. Cool, but the wrestling was not why I was watching it. No, I was today. I, I watch it for the wrestling more than I, I'm. I'm shocked how much I'm so into work. Right? I was. I was. Uh, I marked out for even less than Mike work. Like if you looked cool, right? Done. Well, as a kid, <laughs> yeah. it was all look. I liked yeah. Warrior, and I thought I was like he's the best guy. Yeah. Uh, and even Goldberg, I marked out for just the the booking and and the look and the Junis. But uh, and the Judaism. Jesus. But the Rock, when it comes down to it, I mean. On paper, smokes Stone Cold in terms of like, uh, in terms of Mike, I think even Rock is more fluid on a microphone than Stone Cold. Of course he is. The Rock is like a, he's more of like the polished star, which is why they were, this was the best feud ever. This is the best thing in wrestling where, uh, so I mean, when you see the, the Rock is just the best. I mean, what do you say? He's the most, he's the most famous movie star, is the highest paid movie star in the world right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason for we that. We knew right? he was better than what we were watching. Like, when you were watching The Rock, you knew. It was why he hosted SNL and not Stone Cold. He was, the, he was yeah. a true entertainer, and you yeah. knew this guy was bigger than this business. But it's kind of amazing that this guy could have just ended up playing football, and that's it. Do you think about that? Like, like, if he didn't get it, you know what I mean? Like, even like Stone Cold, these guys, it's hard to think that these guys would even have the, the break through that level of machismo. We know The Rock literally, like, they're in his youth was like beating people up he was kind of like a bad he's talked about like he had like anger problems and stuff like he was he, a ruffian he was a ruffian like, i'm saying like these guys to think these guys could get into let's call wow. it theater and they're so talented well, they're, they're, they're they amazing movie stars they don't call it theater i mean it's not theater. i put it in quotes you yeah, can't see yeah, it here yeah. you can't see it over the airwaves but right i don't know do you ever think about that it's easy so some of these guys like flair was bound to be here right <laughs> like even sean like these guys were going to end up pro wrestlers but the, i don't know i don't know yeah, look, The Rock is uh, he's the greatest. What could you say about The here. Rock? Let's I mean, listen to a Rock promo. Finally, The Rock has come back to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you picked New Jersey? Yeah. To Cinnamonson, New Jersey. As for the very first time, Kevin Kelly, The Rock stood right in this arena and called you an ugly hermaphrodite. Is this sure? It's this Sunday night. <laughs> At Armageddon, The Rock will be in hell in a cell. This is going to be the most brutal match The Rock has ever been in. The dangerousest match The Rock has ever Dangerous been in. Dangerousest. Hell in a cell. And it he doesn't matter, off. Kevin Kelly, what you call it. He's a body guy. A hell in a cell, a rage in a cage, penis in Uranus. The only thing that matters <laughs> is that The Rock is going in this Sunday night to do exactly what he does best. Lay it the smack it down and get back The Rock's WWE title. And the fact of the matter is this, is that The Rock knows this Sunday night he has his work cut out for him. The Rock knows he's got five other guys he's got to compete with. And even if The Rock has got to beat Kurt Angle, which means I'm going to drink a big glass of milk, (laughs) eat some chocolate chip cookies, and then maybe I'll take three Viagra. (laughs) Or maybe The Rock is going to face Rikishi. Beat Rikishi. Probably his cousin, right? (laughs) For the rock. I did it for the people. 
I did it. I did, uh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. <laughs> or maybe even The Rock has got to beat The Undertaker, the American badass. Beat him so bad that one more time he'll raise up. This is an act out. Rest in peace. Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself, which means uh, he's got to beat the game uh, in the middle of the ring. Uh, and he has a $2 for a wife. Uh. Doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. It holds up just <laughs> fine. More than hermaphrodite. Yeah. Bleep that, by the way. I don't know. WWE, this is yeah. Yeah. listen to the people. They fucking love it. Of course they do. Or maybe I want to hear the rest. Has got a beat. The Stone Cold. You put on the hat. In my pickup truck, drink some Steve Weisers, listen to some Backstreet Boys. <laughs> And that's the bottom line, because the great one said so. <laughs> and one more thing. This Sunday night at Armageddon, The Rock is going to do all he can to win the WWE. Oh, that's why. What the Rock is cooking. So here's my biggest beef with The Rock. Okay. I, I, it better I, not be that these promos don't hold up. It's Get out of here. Look, it's not that Get, they don't hold up. Grow up. It's that, it's that they're not smart. They're tranny jokes and slut jokes and fat jokes, and it's all cheap heat for the fucking, like I said, 90% trash audience who pops because they hear the word bitch or slut. That's dumb. It's dumb. And lowbrow. He's it's so lowbrow and he, and which is fine in wrestling in general, but let's call it what it is. He uh he also is the only wrestler who like it kind of doesn't seem fair like he does the thing that Cena does where he ironically detaches and I'm going to talk about your gimmick and I'm going to talk about the way you look. Whereas like what if somebody said like The Rock where it's like you look like you look like a, a transvestite in your shirt or your shoes are for a gay guy. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it, it he seemed to like kind of stake out this spot where only he was allowed to kind of break that shit down. I love The Rock, but uh, yeah, his promos are kind of stupid. I think only he could pull that off, though. Like, ironic attachment all automatically makes it less believable, less Bible, and less investable from the community. It's, like, by the way, this is not the best Rock promo. No, and this, this is, is a, certainly the, one of the, ones. the certainly best ones are the ones where he stays fully committed. This is already a little later. And yeah. this is also certainly like more of the one, more one of the more potentially. Um, what's it called? I, I, offensive problematic. promo, problematic, whatever. Uh, you know, but I, I, I'm no snowflake. I, right. This doesn't bother me. I'm like, okay, that's fine. He said hermaphrodite. Yes, it was funny in 1997. Uh, what are you gonna do? Does it hold up now? The energy does. Like the overness does. Right. The spirit of it does. You could. Not every promo, by the way, is like him just fucking saying slut. Did he say it more than 
He probably should have? Certainly. Would he say it now? Probably not. But again, this is a, is a moment in time. And again, some of these promos have don't sound anything like this. Some of his promos, he's not like he was a fucking garbage dump just spewing I, hate. I think I think he would. I think he'll be at WrestleMania 35. He'll say something about Steph's boontang pie. <laughs> and the fucking crowd is going to lose their minds. Let me tell you something. I will lose my mind with him. I will fucking love it. It just doesn't bother me. I don't know. How do you feel about this? Well, I also think that if he said that, it'll, it'll, it's just like, it's just like when we hear in the, uh, in the current product, someone say a curse or someone right, say yeah. something like that. I mean, we've, we've come so far since the days of Poontang Pie that it's almost a, a, a nostalgic pop in a weird way. Like, oh, I remember when oh, we yeah. could just call things Poontang and do entire songs about pancake asses and right. whatever. Um, what I really appreciate about The Rock, and I actually agree with everyone, to be honest. I mean, they're all fair points. Um, his lexicon was so amazing that he was able to build constantly. Mm-hmm. Just even like the, the 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 silly nuance of layeth the smacketh down. Sure. You know, it was just, it was always building and he had so many catchphrases. The great one, you know, and that's, even though that's Wayne Gretzky's uh, right. nickname. Um, I thought it was really great how he would build on, if you smell, and then it would go, if you smell, blah, 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 wow. Yeah. Just like he was constantly improving and building, and we and he, and he we were always wanting to sing along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he would outlast us and do something new, and we're like, oh, well, now we got to do the tongue trill with right. him. And uh, I just think he was he was never quitting. He was always going one he, step he further. He was constantly evolving. It is yeah. one of my favorite things about The Rock, is that every, as, as when we were watching it, and like me and Shebs, you know, me and Shebs are childhood uh, best friends right like we were watching throughout the whole attitude era like every pay-per-view we go to someone's house throw give them five bucks or whatever like we were watching all this together but it was like the rock was constantly making us die of laughter and it was always uh he was always reinventing it and he would sell every gimmick because the thing about the rock that's so interesting to me is well by the way like if you smell first it was do you smell what the rock's cooking and then he changed it to if you smell and i was like oh, i don't like that and i was like oh no i do like that he's ahead of me that is better right. it is higher energy it's where he's going so he really was like an artist about what he was doing, but I think it's really cool. He was always evolving, but uh, 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 the, uh, uh, the Rock. Oh, fuck, what was my point about the Rock? Damn it, damn always it, damn evolving. it. Always evolving. He's very good. The Rock. <laughs> it's just that he's very good. Yeah. Uh, good that, point. Oh, nice shit. one, Dan. No, but uh, uh, we were watching his kids, and we were. Uh, uh, he always made you laugh. Well, every week you're hanging on it. To, like every week, it was like I w- I need to see what this guy says next. And right. To scholar, oh, to your I'm point, saying that oh, yeah, everything he did was attacked on. None of it makes sense. Like right. it's all hodgepodge gimmicks. Like being like, oh, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this, and he, but he could sell it all. Even if you smell what is, I'm cooking is terrible. It makes no if sense. If you told me like you're, all right, all right, Skyler, you're going out there, you're gonna say if you smell what I cook, it's terrible. The the name the Rock is what the bull. How does a bull tie into the Rock? How does a uh, the poontang pie thing? Like every everything he did was like, oh, I'm gonna find a new gag. I'm the most electrifying. Do you smell? it? Then he started being Elvis for a little bit. Like yeah. he was all he was so. good. Good at this business, he was, and he would do all his promos live. He also had, you would also see. I remember, like, you'd always see he had like a series of like, uh, he had like a code, like of like how wrestling, it's how it's supposed to be done. You know, he'd say like, oh, all my promos, you gotta go live. Like main events at WrestleMania should be one on one. Like he, he was, I think like, he was, uh, he got like 
the the breast surgery or whatever because he's like, yo, it doesn't look right. Like I, I, you know what I mean? And he was like, hey, I gotta come got, out. He got breast surgery. Well, he got um, the gynecomastia. He got, he got liposuction on his like titties. You remember know? there was like oh, there, know, there was like an yeah, eight month period where he was just it. wearing like a Adidas kind of track, uh, like a oh, baggy yeah. loose shirt. I didn't and know that happened. Yeah, yeah, like that work ethic started way before what we see now, like Crazy Rock. You know, uh, but I'm saying so. Well, it's less almost of an of a work ethic than it is. It's his like artistic ethic. Yeah, right, it's a commitment to the business. Absolutely. So I'm saying that like he really built this character to Hollywood. By the way, yeah, no one works harder than this guy. Right, you can't take the rock. You can't. I'm sorry, I was on a roll. You can't take the rock and map it to something in popular culture, like which you could do with everything else or whatever. Or be like, oh, he's like this archetype. The rock is is truly its own thing. The rock is it's the rock. It's 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 the concept of the rock. It's the universe of the rock. Right. He's a force of nature, right? Yeah. He's so one of that he was like, yo, and I remember he came out of WrestleMania. He, he might be 99% now to me. I feel like he might well, edge the, out stuff. Well, uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> hard. It's, it's hard. I like The Rock way more. But I'm saying The Rock, uh, this is the last thing I'll say, Chefs. But I'm saying The Rock, he, when it, I love that. I remember watching as a kid, and he was wearing the tracksuit for that little bit because he got the surgery. But I remember at WrestleMania 15 is the first time he emerged not in the tracksuit, and he was wearing the undies. And I, uh, you know, he's wearing the boots. And I remember, like, I remember being like, yo, this guy, like, in my brain, I was like, he should come out in the undies at Mania. Like, he should wear the trunks. Mm -hmm. And I remember he did it. And I was like, yo, this guy thinks of it the way I do. <laughs> you know, where it's like, it's all, like, that matters a lot to him that, like, this is WrestleMania. You don't come out in a tracksuit. And I see other wrestlers who don't take it seriously in that way. You know, I see big talents who do things where I'm like, what? That's what you wore? That's what you said on this day? That's the amount of prep you did where the, your first line is that? Like, that's Dean Ambrose to right. take for instance this week. Because like their the, compass doesn't get what wrestling fucking yes. is. Yeah. The Rock gets it. He gets it. And that's why he also puts out mostly hit movies because he gets the, it. The Rock, he's the fucking best. There's a very few, uh, this is a little bit of a tangent. I'm sorry about that. But there's a few type. there's a, a certain type of person in the world that's just better than everyone else. It's when you could be the number one thing in multiple right. things. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger was the best fucking bodybuilder and then the best fucking actor. Like, not best, but I mean the highest grossing. Action star. Exactly. Yeah. Then married to Kennedy and became the governor. He's like the best politician. Like some guys- What about just, like Donald Trump though? Politician. What do you say about Trump though? Fuck, no, he, Trump inherited $300 million okay. and turned it into 10. Trump's a fucking nonsense. He's he became nothing. the president. He's States. all marketing he and branding. Okay. He's branding and he's bullshit. Yeah, 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 I don't, yeah, yeah. don't want to talk about him on the podcast. Um, but The Rock is one of those guys, right? Best wrestler of all, you know, became one of the best wrestlers of all time. Became the biggest grossing movie star like five years in a row. This guy can become president if he wants. He's just that good. He's just such a, a once-in-a-lifetime type of person. And uh, so, Skylar, to your point, you said he made his own lexicon, right? And, and that's exactly what he did, right? We lived in the universe of The Rock. He could pull shit out of thin air, and then all of a sudden it was cool and important and funny. We were waiting to, to say with him for the millions and millions of The Rock's fans every yeah. week. But, like, no one else can get me to fucking can't wait to scream that I'm his fan, right? He it's also just... manufactured goosebumps. Right. He, 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 was, like, he would be like, yo, you're going to get goosebumps on what I do. And, like, even when you think you say the word goosebumps, you're not going to get them. Right. <laughs> and yeah. he'd be able to do that. He was, yeah. See, it's such a control. He's like... He's like, a, he's like the George Lucas of wrestling. Yeah. He just creates his own fucking universe, and then somehow he gets us to give a shit about it, and the themes, and the characters, and the lines, and just, we become sucked into his world. And I don't think anyone else really did that uh, before or since, right? The Rock is a, is a once-in-a-lifetime guy, and, and to prove it, and just to, just to let us all know the legacy of The Rock, we started this podcast talking about 
do we say jabroni or not? What does it mean? You know, what's a wrestling term we don't, you know, that's, that we use in real life? That's not a wrestling term. That's an old 1950s insult that The well, Rock no, just no brought back. That some guy in San Diego made that right, right. But I'm saying the Rock, <laughs> the Rock gave us jabroni. He was just like, this is funny. I'm going to say jabroni. The Rock fucking is the reason that the B-Show is called SmackDown. That was The Rock's show. He invented that out of the his Rock own lexicon. show. So, I mean, The Rock is the I real deal. I thought SmackDown deal. was the house that I just out well. <laughs> well, The Rock, it was The Rock show, but then it needed some renovations okay, and remodeling. Okay, so and right, let's get back to the doc here. I so, would love for Arlen to come back from his call and we're, we're not even past number two. We literally are number two. I have to leave very soon. we well, got to like, get first. Let's try to at least get through five before Skylar goes, like yeah. top five. Oh, no, how much more time is left in this? Five and a half. <laughs> We're fine. We'll be, we'll be fine. A little break that I that that I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, you're, so. you're gonna go when you go. But uh, so all right. So all right. So we're, all right. Remember, this was all of us trying to loop back to Ric Flair again. Well, okay. so 99, I, can, yeah, nine, I have 99 Stone Cold, 98 The Rock. Do we want to change that? No. no. And no. I'll tell you why. At the end of the day, and I'm gonna use this 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 for Hogan Flair also, in my opinion. Right? Yeah. At the end of the day, two things. One. The Rock is the biggest star from wrestling, right? The Rock is the most recognizable wrestler in the world, right? The Rock maybe is the most famous wrestler, but Stone Cold is wrestling, right? The Rock's the bigger star, but if you're talking about, like, who's the greatest wrestler and what is wrestling, that is Stone Cold. And I, and I feel the same way about Hogan, right? Uh, the, like, uh, Rock and Hogan are the face of wrestling, but Stone Cold and Ric Flair are wrestling. That's all. Okay. And, and Vince McMahon says Stone Cold's the, the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah, that, if Vince says it, when you ask Vince who's the number one yeah. guy, he says it was Stone Cold. That's always what we, I'm glad you mentioned Vince yeah. always said Stone Cold is the best. If God said, that's, that's cemented 99% yeah. then, because yeah. if God's so, infinity right, says let it. let there be light, right? So let's talk about 97 where I put Ric Flair, which is we're going to start shooting Disagree. things up. Yeah. Um, so, um, who, so, okay, so if we're not saying Flair is the number uh, three spot, I mean, by the way, I don't even agree with myself here. I think Hogan yeah. should How go with number fuck three. How the did you do that? I will be fine. I will let Ric Flair be number four. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. He's on Rushmore. He's great. But he is not in the center of Rushmore. He's on the right. I'm going to swap Hogan I, I, to 97. I, do you guys yes, agree with that? He's Hulkamania. But the thing about Hogan, right, he's more like bluster than substance, right? Like he his moveset was garbage, right? Sure. His, leg drop. His whatever. his gimmick and his persona was thin when you think about it. Like there's not much there. He just was the guy in the moment that was the face. But all these guys we're talking about are pretty close to the same level Here's of wrestler. Thing. My wife doesn't give a shit about Stone Cold Steve Austin or right. Ric Flair. She doesn't even know really. That's she might not for know you. them. Yeah, yeah. No, no, my wife. I'll tell you what, she loves the rock. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. when she was a kid, she under she she remembers Hulkamania. Right, right. That to me is transcendent. That to me is is prime real estate on Mount Rushmore. And the pro wrestlers could hold up the sides. So, but here's the thing, right? That just goes back to what your criteria is, because Hogan and Rock are, are definitely both bigger stars. They're crossover stars. They're more culturally significant. Hulk Hogan is probably for wrestling the most culturally significant wrestler in that he. He is the face of wrestling to everyone, right? He's the most culturally significant wrestler we're going to put on this list. But is he the best? Does that make you the best? Just because you're the 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 most famous or the most significant, does that make you the greatest of all time? You want to know why it does? I think because, yes. Yes. First of all, yes. And second of all, we're talking about my bias to WWFE. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> to what? WWFE. <laughs> WWFE. Uh, yeah. um, Hulk Hogan, lest we forget 
was one of the greatest heels in WCW. Yeah, he true. fucking that's invented true. the NWO. I rest my case. Yeah, it's huge. over. All right, you it's got me. Better well, than Flair. Hulk Hogan. It's Hulk Hogan goes above Flair. I'm embarrassed put, yeah. that I put that out. Yeah. Um, because of because of. Hogan the could two go above runs. the other two, by who's the way. Who's had two he runs could. like that? He's Has not anyone, going to, but he could. Who's had two runs like that? Two completely diverse runs? The only uh, Shawn Michaels, you can maybe make the mm. argument, but it's all... Like, With uh, DX and Heartbreak Kid, yeah. yeah. DX, the yeah. boy of Dream Michaels. They, they're all kind of... They all have the same thread. They all feel like the same guy. Yes. These are two completely different Hogans, right? Right. At no point in Shawn Michaels, from Heartbreak Kid to DX to God versus Undertaker, where you're like, oh, he's totally different now. It's just a journey yeah. of a guy. Hogan, Hogan is a fucking different to, universe. It's even, you think about it in terms of artistic risk. Hogan to come out, yeah, and be, and also keep in mind, like, it, it, people think like, oh, it was he's past his prime. He was in incredible shape. Yeah, he looked great. We just watched Santa with muscles. He looks he's great. the leanest he's ever been when he is, is Hollywood Hogan. Like, he looks amazing. I know he's obviously like fucked up, but for him to think, oh, I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna take the bread and yellow and go black, and 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 to think that risk, you're like, oh, could I come back from that? You know what I mean? Like, uh, just the risk. Of having the balls to wear facial, it came out to voodoo trial. facial hair in the ring that is not humanly possible. Yeah. You can't have black stubble yeah, on your whole face and then a blonde Fu Manchu. It's ridiculous. Talk about look. Those are two completely separate looks, and they're amazingly impeccable. And, and, and Hulk Hogan look is my, my favorite look it's in awesome. wrestling history. It's awesome. I will say that one other person that has had two completely separate gimmicks and looks is Sting. However, he did not do it in two separate companies. Right. And also, I listen. We'll get to Sting when we get to him. But I am a star. I'm not a Sting guy at all. This the 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 crow thing. The crow even, thing was fucking awesome. It's Come fucking on. awesome. Yeah. It's, but it, I mean, we're talking about Hulk Hogan uh, ripping. So rip, polarizing, we're, we're, so we're, cool. We're talking about ripping yeah. off superstar Billy Graham from Hogan. No one knows who the fuck superstar Billy Graham. Well, not nobody, but non wrestling fans. Right. We know the crow's a fucking movie yeah. Yeah. with Bruce Lee's son. Like this guy just literally Rest copied it. It's whatever. I still it was badass. Listen, it was I, get, dope. I, I get the love for Sting. It looks it's a great look. It was a smart idea. Um, it was a smart idea. But I even as a kid was like. That is the crow. It, like I was like, yeah. and that's yeah. because we also really liked the crow. I love the crow. We were, still do. Uh, 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 we liked it, so it was kind of just like too. It was. It was, it such was a not, rip off. It wasn't appropriated. I well. just love the way he was utilized. The, uh, right. yeah, he was girl, utilized very well. The young girl in the crow. Yeah. Uh, she ended up working at like a photo mat in the Oxford Valley Mall in Levittown, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. Really? Pennsylvania. Yeah. Wow. That's right. So, I, I remember. I, I was like, "Are you?" Are you She's like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> don't don't tell the other yeah. guys at the photo mat. All right, say cheese. Don't tell Sting. <laughs> Yeah. Are we? Uh, um, so I will say, I, I when I walked into this room, my list was was actually Stone Cold, then Flair, then Hogan, then The Rock, and I'm ready to just scrap that. I'm ready to put Hogan. I'm, I, I and I want to say there's no cash-ins about Stone Cold, The Rock, or Hogan being over or underrated. Well, because they're so, they're yeah. all look. If you give me a, if someone walks in here and says my favorite wrestlers are any permutation of those four in order, I can't be like you fucking fool. Right. So you can make so, an argument for Hogan. You well, can make an argument for Flair. You can make an argument for The Rock, Stone Cold. But they're all acceptable. This so is let's just go our back. opinion. So we're all agreeing that Hogan. We don't want to. I don't even want to talk about the N-word Hogan stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. How it affects. Ranking, does everyone know that? Like, it's you have to know that, like, I'm removing that at all from this ranking, yeah, which is hard to, to do. Separate the it, art from the art, separate, we're, we're doing it just because the I mean, same way that Dream rocks his clothing, you know, Hulkamania, we separate from Hulk Hogan, uh, Terry Bollea, the man, right, the same way we're gonna rank Chris Benoit on this thing. Well, yeah. I have it written here, we should rank him. I said, and, and 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 what I, he did, you know, it's it's sad, it's tragic, it's horrible, but. He wasn't not a wrestler. But a majority of these guys, we could come up with something to, like, you know, outside of the wrestling to be like, oh, maybe. So it, it, all of them are 
n- not great people. Right. Do right. you did Hogan eyes, say the, did Hogan maybe say domestic the abuse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold. Did Hogan say the N-word? Yes. Did certainly more than 10 other guys on this list say the N-word? Yeah. Sure. sure but no one gave a shit enough. Nazis. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bob, okay. Uh, so, by we, the way, I'm glad I called that we'd have to talk about the N-word on this podcast, and you guys all gave me shit. I'm like, well, we're going we to talk about I easily could have blew past that. Yeah, we had to. We're ranking in. Hogan's legacy. We had to talk about it. 98, 97, Stone Cold, Roth, Hogan. Move on? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then we get into, back into looping around to what I have as the number four on the, on the, <laughs> number four, that's where we're at when Harley comes back, <laughs> is Ric Flair as ni- a 96. Okay, and by but, the way, it's still in percentages, but it's not. I don't see this as a percentage. I give up. I surrender. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine Yeah, at this it. point, we. I think we spent... 45 minutes on Flair? Yeah, I think we're, fine. Dan, Let's you go. just make a call. What do you think? I, I, I'm going to keep them there. And I yeah. think, by the way, the, the list is fluid. It, sure. It's never, ever locked. Uh, it's in play this whole podcast, and it's in play after the podcast. I think we should, so take, I think we should take that number four spot to the Facebook page under as I. I think it's fine. Let them talk. Let them. We we've exhausted. I'm gonna post it. that right now. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. Po- I'm gonna post it in there while the next one of you guys is talking. And I'm gonna say who's the number. F- who's the fourth best wrestler of all time? Is what I'm gonna post. <laughs> no, you okay. have to say Stone Cold, Rock, and Hogan right. are, are are on the Mount Rushmore. If if Stone Cold, The Rock, and Hogan are the top three in whatever order, who do you guys think number four is? I'm gonna let, skip let the five. Say who's the four. We could we could skip reading ones that don't fall to the. Uh, the all right. Well, oh, whatever. You all right, can let's, do let's that. All right, number all right, five. All right. Anyway, so I have number five, The Undertaker here. So let's talk about the five spot quick, because I think I imagine this was going to be this a big is, thing. This is where it gets crazy. The five spot is when it starts getting insane. So who is your guy's number five? I already, I, I my number five. I don't know why. I'm already disagreeing my list. Major. Oh no, because I have them as the same number. Right. But right. I think that if we're going to go number five, and I think we should move away from doing fives. It's right. It should just be where's their ranking. Okay. Keep in mind we have 98. And I think John Cena is the next goes after Ric Flair. My guy. My pick for five is John Cena. I don't, and know I don't think it's five. It's it's percentage. What? Let's talk about in terms of and I, and I give John Cena. Uh, I have him here as a ninety four, but I think John Cena is a ninety five. I, I think Shawn Michaels is a ninety five. I, I think, think Undertaker is a ninety five. I think those are the three names that I'm debating on. Like, yeah, who is the it's fifth? Hard. It's between Shawn Michaels, Taker, and Cena. Why don't we give them all a ninety five? We easily uh, can. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's a little bit of an upgrade from what's on the list. Sean's at a 93. I think Cena and Taker at 94, but all those guys could be 95, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. I think John Cena. I think I, I think I'm so tempted to put John Cena a little above those guys. Now, in terms of wrestling, no. In terms of wrestling talent, no way. In is, terms of no match- way is John Cena better than those guys. Uh, Big well, match, John. No, what I'm saying is that John, the big match. No, I just mean in terms of like. Uh, wrestling full career take like they've had bigger like Shawn Michaels sure. had better matches than John Cena across the board. He had better matches and at a at a time where the bar was higher. Right, it was a better time. Also, I'm gonna argue John Cena because here's the deal with John Cena. Here's why I think. Here's why I put John Cena above Taker and Shawn. Okay, all right, let's hear this bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm telling you, is that. The thing with John Cena is that, again, Mike's skills matter a lot to me. He smokes those guys on the microphone. Smokes. He, who, he, I don't think, is there anybody on his, besides those guys that yeah. we've locked in already, who touches John Cena on the microphone? But I have, I have the same almost issue CM with Punk. John Cena. CM Punk. It's CM right. Punk's CM the only Punk. other one. But CM Punk, in terms of John Cena, after John Cena's WrestleMania third, his run, his uh, U.S. title run, yeah. and the matches he's done, the caliber of matches he's had with these, the best guys, where they felt like AJ Styles, 
Uh, he had a great match with the Cesaro match. Uh, he had an amazing match Let with. Say, there's a Royal Rumble match. The Royal Rumble fucking sucked that year. But there's a triple threat between Lesnar, Rollins, and, Rollins and Cena, and it's, it could it's be amazing. one of the best matches. There was of all a time, time where the, all, the match, all the matches that were fucking the matches had John Cena in He's them. Big match, John. Of course but he is, dude. Kevin Owen, the Kevin Owens feud from 2015, the U.S. title feud with KO. That was good. So those matches are I, the Kevin Owens. Yeah, the those promos are untouchable. I almost cried. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Has he will he will be the first to tell you yeah. he has consistency as the same person. John Cena altered his gimmick a little bit a little from bit. rapper John Cena yeah. to Lakers jersey John Cena. I, I I didn't like the basketball jersey John Cena. Me either. Yeah. Shawn Michaels went from the Rockers and then he turned on Marty Jannetty and then you know and when we know the the rest of the story from there and now there's a little bit of a crown jewel asterisk. I say uh, <laughs> I say John Cena put Edge. Kevin Owens, AJ Styles. He put all these guys on the map. Yeah. Like without uh, uh, put him uh, over. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Yeah. Shawn Michaels started DX. Hey, I, I'm, tor- I'm torn here. Rude, I think rude. Shawn and Cena both get the same score for two different reasons. Yes, yes. of course. That's right. why I have to level them off. No, and no, if you're not I, down with that, I got two <laughs> words for you. I got to go. No, no, I think you. I cannot. I put Taker below those guys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I can see that. God, it's really tough, it's guys. It's so tough. I could re- like literally from a minute-to-minute situation. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Taker should go above Cena. Yeah, you know what? Cena should go above Taker. You know what, Sean? It's hard. Uh, I mean, for me, no, I man. think Taker goes above Cena because Cena. I don't think he's that great on the mic. I think he's uh, winky. No, every time. How's Taker on the mic? Every doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay, because he has the look. He has the the fifteen-minute entrances that are earned. I love. I love them. John Cena's. When he's on the mic, this is the essence of John Cena's like promos. Uh, somebody will get all worked up, and he'll go, "Why are you getting so worked up? It's just wrestling, bro." Like he he's so ironically detached, so winky. Uh, I put him under the Undertaker. These days, that's a big complaint against John, yeah. and, 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 I, and I don't buy that. I and call the way he sells in the ring too, it's like playing to the, fa- the five knuckle shuffle is always three <laughs> inches away from their fucking heads. <laughs> it's there's, no, there's no defense for the five knuckle shuffle. It's, it's, it's god awful. Okay, it's, it's indefensible. There, there's a lot about Cena that is truly unbearable. And there was a time in my life where I said that he is. The guy I hate more than he was my most hated wrestler. He was shoved down my throat like a I was gonna say Roman Reigns. He was just like shoved down my throat. I, I couldn't stand him. He won every well, match. I didn't, I didn't love him till after thirty. Right. He was super but it's Cena. Such great work. He was super Cena, and it sucked. He felt like he was burying guys. But then he turned a p- corner where you know what? His matches are fucking epic. They're incredible. AJ Styles is unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah. And, and then oh look, he's putting these guys over. Daniel Bryan's beating him flat in the middle of the ring. Like not to mention, guys, he's gonna have seventeen wins. He's, he's gonna, gonna get be it. the most winning the most champion champion guy. And let me tell you, and all in WWE. And, and there's a huge argument to be made about him being on the on Rushmore. Right. Yeah. If we want right. to go back. If you want there. to, yeah. And and the thing is, he does this. He did this at, at a time where you could say Shawn Michaels is better. You could say Undertaker is better. You could say they're more significant to the company. Maybe you could make those points. It's hard to argue. Is Shawn Michaels not five, but Cena is? Is Taker below Cena? You know, fine. But what they never did that John Cena did do, despite all the things I hate about him, is he carried the fucking company yeah, on true. his back for 15 years. In a, in, a, in a tough time. In a tough time. And he and he, and he he had the product grow. Like, was, was are Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania matches... The best? Yes, he's Mr. WrestleMania for a reason. Is Undertaker's streak undeniably probably more important than the title? Is it the most important thing that ever happened? Is it the biggest honor in all of pro wrestling? 
Probably, right? Yeah, he's Shawn motherfucking Michaels. Like, he's Shawn Michaels. But but John but, Cena did... Uh, you could make an argument for anything, but to me, what holds water is that John Cena carried the company, was the company, and it's a hard that's a good job. Point. That's a I, big job. I, I, still, I still vote to have them all three deadlocked. Good point about John Cena. I, I'll, I'll let it happen the same way I let Flair happen. I'm, I'm also not very <laughs> stubborn. I'm very, like, whatever. Well, I am... One of the most stubborn people know that. of all that's time. Why, that's that's why true. you need one of me in your uh, life. You know, I, it's so hard for me to. It's so hard to not. All right, let's listen to John Cena promo quick. If I say or if I wear the words "never give up," not only am I telling the truth, but I am encouraging young and old, all alike, like that person right there, to do the exact same thing. He's pointing to a kid who has a sign that says "I beat cancer." And by the way, you keep fighting and you never give up. You understand that? And that's for me. I can cry. I can cry. He's a kid with cancer. <laughs> don't three think words. he's not milking that for all its worth. Uh, it made Kevin Owens look amazing. And how those three words can affect people's lives. It would be like working day in and day out for a decade trying for an opportunity being told time after time you're never gonna make it but still crack scratching and clawing and finally the day comes when opportunity knocks and you don't just answer the door you kick it down you raise your hand and you say the champ is What happened to you last night, Kevin Owens? Do you see the three words that define the life journey of Kevin Owens are not fight, Owens, fight. And this one is going to be a tough pill to swallow, Holmes, because the three words that define Kevin Owens are never give up. It's epic. It's, it's great work. A bit of advice, man to almost man. <laughs> Think before you speak, because you just said you deliver on every promise, but in two weeks at Money in the Bank, you are going to have to explain how a really good wrestler couldn't deliver on a promise because he got his ass kicked by a real man. I'll tell you what, the reason that he called him an almost man oh, no. Alex. Because, because Kevin Owens is a part pig. Alex hybrid. Jones, the dude we're trying, we, we have a lot to cover here. Yeah, I don't know, I just, I want to go back to your, t- to, to the Mount Rushmore and talk about that for another hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, Alex Jones, wh- what do you want? Because honestly. I'm just saying that John Cena uh, is part of the Illuminati and he was revealing that, that Kevin Owens is not full man, that he's actually part pig and he was grown in the lab under Montauk. <laughs> Why is everything happened under a lab in Montauk? You tell me. <laughs> I don't oh, know. We can't. We all can't. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hang out with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, but uh, would uh-huh. you put? Would you put John Cena? We're talking about wrestling rankings while you're here. Would you put Shawn Michaels above or below John Cena? I will put John Cena at the top of the mountain, the top of the pyramid where the eye of Horus rests, and the New World Order beams out their predictive programming through delta waves and TVs manufactured by Samsung. Okay, all right. Just okay. real quick, real quick before you go, what do you think about DDP's symbol? 
I think DDP symbol, along with Jay-Z symbol, is again, it's the eye horse, it's on the back of the dollars, it's uh, the all-seeing eye, it's the NSA spying on you, it's the, it's the watchful eye of Big Brother as he ushers in an age of tyranny. Okay. Do we dare ask him about The Undertaker and how he fits into this Yeah, this yeah, spot? do it, do it. I mean, you could hear me, right? What? what? The Undertaker? Yeah, what do you think he fits in here? The Undertaker represents Osiris in Egyptian mythology and the New World Order trying to push the predictive programming of a zombie horde of uh, grave diggers <laughs> coming to bury our freedoms. Wait, so you say New World, New World Order, does yeah. that have anything to do with Hogan, Nash, and Hall? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes? That's yes? Okay. Okay. That's all you have to say. Uh, thanks so much for coming by. Just for the record, Kevin Owens, what, 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 he's not a person, right? He is a human pig hybrid. Right, and where was he manufacturing? Under Montauk. Yeah, okay, get out of here. Under Montauk Island. Yeah, okay. Montauk's not an island. Have you been to Montauk? It's beautiful. beautiful I love it. Apparently, that's where Kevin... The last time I was in Montauk, I was hit with an EMF attack by the (laughs) government. They tried to fry all my my communication devices, even though I sleep in a different... I put my my cell phone in a different room when I sleep because they can't track my biometrics and make a clone of me in the same lab that they make Uh, a clone. Hey, right, 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 right. Let's get him out of here before Shebs asks about Sandy Hook. All right. Okay. 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 Right, for no reason. All right. Anyway. Uh, um, 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 all right. All right. That was not funny. Okay. So my my my, my thing is to try, it's just it's the kind of wrestling fan I am. I'm a super mark. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. I just got the, when I see John Cena and and as a performer, when I see the way John Cena is able to really come to the table promo wise and just if you if you step in the microphone with it when you have the mic mic to mic, he you'll never beat him. Never. Never. Who's ever beat him on the microphone? Maybe the Maybe Rock. the Rock. That's it. Uh and even then he uh the Cena I think is known as winning those promos. With the part timer argument, right. which Reigns couldn't even pull off on him. No offense to Reigns, but you know, uh, 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 you know, I, to me, John Cena's work on the microphone, the fact he's able to he silence the haters the way he has. I don't know. I just, I, I, to me, I can't imagine. I put him the same level as Sean. No one else is on the same level of all the guys I'm looking who are coming up the pike here. Only Sean gets the same rating as him. To me, agreed. Yeah, sure, I, I'm a big taker, Mark. So like, I <laughs> sure. want to throw him in there too. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with that. You I'm guys want to go try Taker? You're a big Taker guy, yeah, man. I mean, he's my favorite of all time. Right, but uh, I mean, you're literally looking at Newman, who wants Taker. <laughs> uh, you're looking at Shebs, who wants Cena, and you're looking at me, who wants Michaels. I believe that they should be three way tied. <laughs> like I said 20 minutes ago. <laughs> no, but we have to fill eight hours. You see, which we are mowing through. We're at number six. So here's what I'm doing. I'm giving Taker a 95, I'm giving John Cena a 95, and I'm giving Shawn Michaels a 95. Right. That works. Okay, beautiful. So these are, uh, now we have a tri-split. This is the beauty of this. Uh, 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 notice we had no we had no cash-ins about any of those guys either being under or overrated as well. They're, because they're givens. Yeah. Okay, so now we start getting into the, we start getting into the lower 90s. But I think, um... I think before we do that, I'd like to just throw it to you guys to hear about just something on the list. Because now we're, we've got we've locked in the top there, right? Mm-hmm. I want to throw it to you guys. You tell me things on the list that you think are incorrect. All right. I'll All right. go right now. All right. I'm Alex Newman. Skip to the bottom mm-hmm. of the list. You have Doink the Clown at 15%. <laughs> I put Doink the Clown at uh, like a 60%. 
Okay. Just for like clarity of gimmick alone, he well, has he has more of a gimmick than almost half the roster today. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, he was. Uh, he totally worked me as a kid, as as I'm sure he did everybody. He was so evil and annoying. He had a, a little person version of him that would <laughs> that, 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 that would distract. You know, I think that there's a very lot. Austin Powers. It's a pre Austin Powers yeah, mini me, a pre mini me, a proto mini me. Yeah. He also, I think they had a stable yeah, of them. Yeah, he had a Dink, wink, and pink at some point, something like that. Yeah. Oh my god. And then didn't uh, I think Lawler had like his like King's yeah, Court? Jesus Christ. But uh, no, I would I would bump oh, Doink shit. way up the list. Hey, what flavor? Uh, Pamplemousse, but it spilled all over me. So that's seltzer. Gonna, at the end of the day, we, yeah. we call it Laquab, but it's fucking seltzer. So it's just going to clean you off. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's me. I would bump so, him way up the list to 60%. Uh, I'm I good agree. with it. Ugh, now I'm going to I'm gonna grow Pamplemousse. <laughs> I think, I think groink, gro- like grow Groink. That's Ron Gronkowski and Doink yeah. combined. Uh, I'm fine with that. Gallows and Anderson should be the fuck wait, off wait, this well, list. Oh, oh, get off the list at all. Get off. I, I, I think don't. they should be split. Yeah, I don't think we need to rate those at duo. Are we putting Doink at 60? We're all agreeing that Doink is... I think it's so hot. That's so high. No, I think it should be in the 40s or the 50s. Well, let's see who else you I'll have at 60s. I'll say 50%. I'll, I'll give him a, I think a 50% just for the fact that he has clarity of gimmick, which yeah. to me is like, yeah. it's such a big crowd. I'll, I'll have you say he had some good matches with Bam Bam. He had a good feud there. And also- oh, Bam Bam's not on this list. Yeah, Bam Bam. Is Bam Bam on this list? No. Put Bam Bam on the list. He's amazing. So, uh, And also, Doink, when he first came out, actually had a really nuanced gimmick. He was like a, a scary, evil, like, it clown. Yeah, he was like yeah. Pennywise. Right. And then he sort of became like, they just it was too nuanced for WWE, so they were like, he's a fucking clown. Oh, yeah. It would be Christian. entrance music. Yes. Yeah, then it turned scary. Yeah. Oh, really? It was yeah. actually it was really cool. The, oh. Doink was really cool. I, I, it just honestly, turned into a joke. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I don't remember it that it well. It like, would get yeah. all scary from there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, all right. I, I'm, I'm going to give Doink a 55. I, I love it. I'm happy with that. All right, uh, absolutely. I, I think. Uh, All right, to Skylar Aston, you uh, uh, star of stage and screen. What would you like? <laughs> Gallows and Anderson. It's cool that they were in the original Bullet Club. Uh, what the fuck have they done in the WWE? Yeah, where where, where do I have them on here? Been you you have them together at sixty, but I gotta say, I really, they're not so bound of a tag team. They're not like the Young Bucks that have to be a, a duo because well, of Festus. Right. Well, he was Festus. He was in CM Punk Straight Edge Society as Luke Gallows. Right. I think that's important to note. By the way, we're, waiting, we're waiting on Punk till Chef, till Arlen gets back. Okay, fine. And and Carl Anderson, Carl Anderson was in the pro the original Bullet Club. Luke Gallows was like oh, right. you know in the you know Doc in the Gallows. original 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 five. Like he was right there. Wasn't in the Anderson a, uh, had a big IC run in New Japan, right? Or, ah, that's or too nuanced for me. But, okay. but the, the Bullet Club was Finn, uh, you know, Prince, and then. Uh, Anderson, Machine Gun Anderson, and uh, and Tampa Fergal, Tampa. Fergal yeah. Dervit, Fergal, Fergal Dervit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, but yeah, I want to split them. That's Fire my only note of them. You could put them, you could split them, and I would put Gallows as sixty for sure. But Anderson is sixty-one. Hey, by the way, because I like him better. Fine, I'm just gonna like get some points in here. Uh, after this week, I don't know retroactively when this is gonna air or drop or whatever. But from the December 3rd episode of Monday Night Raw, Bailey mm-hmm. should be the fuck off this list. NXT Brooklyn was well, awesome. I have, but yeah. But it's too, yeah. I mean, it's just like 
I, I, and there's big jumps on this list. I know we're starting from the bottom, and you got Gobbledygooker at 5%, and you got James <laughs> Ellsworth even on there at 20 So you could drop Bailey down to like a, a no, 40 every, or a 30. Everyone's on the list. They're not on here. This list has nothing to do with if you deserve to be on it or not. Some people are not on it because I just yeah. didn't we just forgot. To, we so everybody's that, on the list, so it'll be where you want Bailey on the list. If you, sure. you can put her at a zero if you no, want. No, I wouldn't, but I mean, where do you have her? I think 68. Come on. Dude. Drop it to 40 or 50. Like yeah. Where's Becky Lynch? You have to understand, I know we all think Bailey sucks. I like that we all think Bailey sucks because she fucking sucks, right? She has very little to offer. However, we're talking about in the in the pantheon of all of wrestling, there's women I don't even fucking know their names. There's like jobbers on NXT. They're in the 30s, 20s. Bailey is a is a women's champion. Right. Bailey has fans, little girls maybe. Yeah. I don't know who fuck people love Bailey. Give her a 40. It's fine. Where the shit I is Becky as, Lynch? I think, on this? I think 40 is. I have her it's as too 50. low. I have her as fifty. Ford is too low. It's I, too low because she. It's unf- I don't know. The women's division is a whole can't thing. Talk. Because she can't I know. She cannot She's talk. Functionally, I would rather the, listen to yeah. Andrade Cien Almas read the phone book yeah. than listen to Bailey talking about her dream matches one more she time. She has the charisma of like a polyp. Yeah. All right. I mean, but but she was the champ and Mike retained. Is for the two, All right. So he's, I, mean, I guess well, it's uh, your call, Dan. I mean, you know, uh, is it my call? No, nah. isn't it? You're, it's your call. Nah, no, no, no. This is everybody's list. It's not my list. Drop her to a. 59 68 is ridiculous 59 oh it feels too high I, look i feel 50, like 59 55 wait okay. no she's okay. the same you say bailey's as good as you have her so far above the legion of doom yeah. come on well that, dude. that's a that's a big error legion of doom's wrong on this list so we'll, we'll correct that i mean there's uh, so much here all right so all right what all right, she's so, like all right let's go around the room prince well, albert what is everybody, I'll, I'll make the final call I'll make, she's, uh, I have him here as Matthew really Bloom. Uh, yo, I have a, uh, uh, let's go around the room here and tell me what you want Bailey to be, and then I'll make the final call number, okay? 50%. All right, 50. Shebs? I'm going to give her 65, which is one above fail, but still women's champ. People love her. She is something. I hate her. That's some something. solid logic. One above fail. It's like she didn't fail. She is succeeding, <laughs> but a failure. She's passing, but she's a pass. 64 will get you an F or, or? No, 65 will. 64, 64 is a D. 64 is a D? Is 64 well, in the clear or no, in Philly? 64 is a D minus. 64, 64 is a, is a You can still pass it to 64 in Philly. How the fuck is 64? It's a D minus. 60? No, but five, no. 60, five is the cutoff, I thought. 60, no, 65 is, uh, is a D. Is a D. And 65 to 70 was a D. Do you not what? do the, the minus plus? Not for no. Ds. Well, I, would, I, did, I, did, uh, I did pluses, yeah, not but not minuses. I, like zero to five, zero to four was the A, and then ninety-five to one hundred was A plus. Right. I only got in the nineties. No, but like sixties, sixties uh, is D, seventies is C, eighties is B, nineties yeah. is A. Yeah, but I think for Ds, there's no D plus because the D plus is the D. Uh, anything below sixty-five, like below sixty-four and under, so yeah. anything below sixty-five is just your, you get the F. F. So That's like what this, it was in my school. Yeah, the 60s are split. There's no D-minus. But anyway. Right, I'm making the call right. here. I'm going to. Hey, you oh, didn't oh, even oh, fucking anyway. Yeah, 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 I know. I didn't care. No, sorry. You go. <laughs> All right. What's one of your uh, outliers on your thing? Booking. Yes. I give her a 50. You, oh, wow. bo- you, you okay. know what? But it's true. Booking is something when I think about these guys booking, it's like, yeah, well, this guy won like. You're like, yeah, well, whatever. Like, uh, so Great Khali is the champ. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, I guess he was champ too, and then he's fucking sucks. Right. So, yeah. I'm gonna give Bailey. Uh, you said 50. I'm gonna give Bailey a 56. So she's one above Doink. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give, right. No, actually, I'm going 58. Okay. I think another person to continue this misogyny train that needs to drop is Nia Jax to a 65. Where do I have Nia Jax? 73. 
She has a lot of potential, but I guess it doesn't matter. Wait, well, I have her higher up. Yeah, than you, you have her higher than Cesaro. How am I being tied with Owen Hart? You have her above Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, that Owen thing is a fucking nightmare. Okay. Guys, it's the first draft. It's the first draft. <laughs> this is I tough. knew we were coming into the summit here. Okay. Uh, but I will take all criticism. But, uh, okay, let's see. Do we, uh, yeah, my Jax could drop. I think that works for me. She, but she's not 60%. like most girls. Because she's, she's not good. Zack Ryder's a 60%. Is that just the Long Island thing? Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Uh, well, Woo. all right. One at a time. Woo. What are we doing with Nia Jax? Drop her to 65. That's my... I, I like it. Yeah, how do you feel? I'm good with that. We like it. I, I, I'm not an Ajax mark. I'll go wherever you guys want there. 65. I'll go wherever you will go. All right, let's get into. I'm gonna choose. Uh, you guys. I'll come back to you guys on lists. Let's right. let's talk about somebody. I, let, okay. let, what? Oh, you want to do one more? Yeah. I want to talk about one of your guys, Shebs. I was gonna go. Well, then let me before I get all heated about it. Matt Hardy is at a 84 percent on this thing. I want to drop him to a 68. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, so let's get into that. I'm I have an opposite argument. I think that I think 84 is great for both Jeff and uh, uh, and Matt, and therefore I think the Hardy boys together should be 168. Get out of here. <laughs> I, think, so, I think Jeff should be higher than 84 and Matt should be lower than 84, and the Hardy boys together could be like an 88. Okay. I actually think that now uh, that Matt – I think that what Jeff did in his first WWE run would definitely uh, as far surpass as Matt, and then what Matt has done – to res- resurrect both of them back sure. to yeah. the WWE puts them singles oh. as an even spot. Oh, does the broken does does Matt Hardy into broken Matt qualify for like the Hogan? Yeah, oh, I think cool. it, it oh, certainly does. Hogan split. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it definitely it's does. It's a major example. Major example. However, look, so, I dude, love you broken. Want to put Matt Hardy where? Right, so right I said sixty. I was lowballing him. You guys gotta lay this out for the listeners, okay? You guys are on professional podcasts, almost like me, okay? <laughs> Matt Hardy is. A, I have him at an eighty-four percent. I have Jeff Hardy also at eighty-four percent. Shep said that. He said that. And well. they, yeah, yeah. I oh, did say that. Yeah, he did say that. He did say that. But I'm and saying, the Hardy Boys together in '84, and I think as a team you can jack them up. Okay, as a as a team, I mean '84 is pretty high. '84 is pretty. I guess we need to dis- we need to establish like what's still great, but you're not going to like '90s or the '90s, right? We're going by school gradings, right? So tough. anything you in the '90s is an A. But would as we have team. them as a team or a separate? I mean, that's no. He has Edge at an 83 percent. Uh, Christian's not on the <laughs> So so look for example you have Edge at 83 but you have Matt Hardy separately one, higher than Edge and one, I think that's crazy Listen Jabrons one thing at a time so I, I my thing is Matt I was going to say, does Matt go above Jeff now? No, you're because you're talking no. about now. What is, what's uh, Matt doing right now? I think we need, right to, ask, th- we think we need to ask Lita, like who. She would know who's better, Edge or Matt Hardy. Wait, Let's so get her on the line. Matt. Do, you, uh, no, right. do you have a Lita impression? <laughs> uh, I think, no. I, well, I think I underrated Edge. But. You underrated Edge. But, so the thing about Matt, look, let me talk about Matt That's Hardy. That's my truth. I, yeah. I love. <laughs> Whoa! It's time to rock and roll. That's Trish. That's Trish. <laughs> I love what Matt Hardy did with the Broken Universe. I love all the, the final deletion. It's incredible. Okay, but what we're talking about is essentially a year of amazing shit. And he resurrected the career. What's Matt Hardy do? What do they do with the broken gimmick in WWE? What do you do with Bray? What are they doing right? right. What's Matt Hardy doing right now? I blame that Nothing. on WWE. Like, yeah. what, but, I blame but, that on WWE. But we're, but we're using booking as a criteria, are I we not? I think they could have had it I'm Matt not saying and Jeff. It... Matt as the manager and Jeff as the champion. They could have. If they wrote it out correctly. They could have. With the eyes gone. I don't know what their thought process was on splitting them up on shows. Oh, my God. It's, it's some of the worst booking ever. To me, That's uh, because uh, Vince has always seen Jeff as a, as a singles so competitor bad. and not Matt. Right. And right. Matt, Matt was floundering in, in, in silly wokenness. Yeah. Right, but what I'm saying is that 
uh, even if that's what Vince's plan was, why not have Jeff push Jeff to the moon with the broken gimmick Look, and have Matt sell it? You're pushing it required. Yeah, we all yeah. we all think that would have been awesome. I think everyone who's a fan didn't love how the broken translation happened in WWE and saw how but much you want to put better Matt as a 68? No, I mean, maybe that's that I was blowballing. I would say he's definitely on 84. I mean, in all those Hardy Boys matches, he took big bumps, but he wasn't the fucking reason they were great. It all was right. Jeff. I will compromise on Matt. I'm willing to go to an 80 on Matt Hardy. That's where I'm willing to go. I'd love to see him in the 70s, 79. Wait, see. <laughs> Give me 79. So, all right, so here's the deal. So Matt Hardy, uh, do I, I don't have any Hardy yeah, voice cashins. attitude stuff, I know, I Yeah, get I mean, it. Matt 2.0. He's well, done I so much. Dig. There's been, times, Lita, there's been times where I was like, Matt Hardy is the shittiest wrestler in the company, and they need to get the fuck rid of this guy and open up a spot. But talk about a fucking comeback. I mean, to me, that's just like what he did outside the ring. What's so funny is a lot of the things we're talking about, what they did outside of the ring for wrestling, I think what Matt did outside of the ring for himself is a feat that, that <laughs> yeah. should put him at a solid B- minus Yo, given the 80. Yeah, we, 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 we skipped uh, we skipped a takeover one year to go to ROH yeah. to see Hardy Boys ver- versus, versus Young, Bucks. Young Bucks. Like yeah. that that to me is so big and I think Matt Hardy it was squandered and I, to me I I sometimes you got to blame WWE. You know, it's booked Look, you said booking was a criteria so I'm just saying. Well, again, booking I said is the one where that's the one okay. This is the one that I was trying to discuss but you guys didn't want to talk the rubric. You wanted to get right into the meat. We have to get into meat. it, man. You meat and potatoes. Well, no, you guys I, don't like I, foreplay. I think booking is that's not true. I love foreplay and I think that booking is subjective. <laughs> I think that like for things like Everyone knows Skylar Aston yeah. loves foreplay. <laughs> you heard, you heard He's great it. at it. He's been doing it for years. I I think like if they Don't turned, if they turned, if they turned, uh, if they turned Bailey, uh, you know, and she pulled out the side pony and she started hitting uh, whoever with the kendo stick. I, I think it was Alexa Bliss at the time. Yeah, something Alexa like Bliss. That. You know, sure that would we were ready for that. We were all ready for emo Bailey, and, and we're, we were beyond ready for her, uh, Sasha and Bailey to happen in some 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 capacity. And we do blame WWE for that. What the broken universe could have been in the WWE is. A, ch- a shame. Sure. What 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 brother Nero? We never really we still saw could it. get it though. We still could because Matt now won't be wrestling and he'll be part of the company, so we might get something cool. It's I, possible. I still hope so. I think it's like one of those Rusev Day things that Newman and I always talk about, where where they just they just since they didn't do it, they just won't let it happen. <laughs> Speaking of which, is Rusev on this list? I don't know if he is. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so here's the deal. Rusev is not on the list. I just did a okay. So that's search. that. That's an omission, guys. Okay, but so but let's finish up Matt Hardy. Look, I think we could all agree what could have been or what still could be is amazing to think about. But when I look at the entirety and totality of Matt Hardy's career, I see a great tag run as like the guy who fucking I didn't give a shit about that tag. He didn't do much. I see a horrific, maybe some of the worst singles run in WWE I've ever seen. And then I see this incredible comeback. All right, so here's what I'm willing to do. I'm, I'm willing to go Matt Hardy, 75. Mm. I think that's too low I'm, for these I'm, guys. Too low. I'm, oh, okay. For these guys, too low. I, I, I think so, and I was thinking some, keep Jeff at 84 and go Hardy Boys up to 85. I like Fine. that. Fine. I like all of that, except I think Matt should be 80. I will compromise for 79. Okay. Matt 70, Hardy, 79. I'll go as low as 78. Just and by to, the way, this is all relatives. When we 79 get, works. All right, by we're the going way, if Hardy. we really put all the all the wrestlers that we need to have on this, just mid-card type people throughout the entirety yeah, I, of WWE, I, know, yeah. I mean, there would be so many people between 60 and 70. It's, right. it's insane. Yeah. Every Rusev, Are you saying this every, is stupid? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no but it's, it's silly because I think we're getting on you about, you know, where's Rusev and where's this person? It's just we could do that, you know, till the cows right. come home. Right. Yeah. At, uh, uh, Anybody? The, the, nice. the cows of wrestling. Where is Simon Gotch? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk. I want to talk about Mick Foley. 
Okay, so this, now uh, Mick Foley is one of Sheb's guys. One okay? of my guys. Love Mick Foley. He's a big Mick Foley, Mark. He is a Long Islander. Foley is God. I have Foley right now, and I think let's jump back into the 90s and lock in these 90s a little bit. Because uh, I, I, I think that now I'm seeing that locking in the 90s is very helpful going down. Um, Mick Foley, I have him at an exact 9-0. Yeah, so I'm a big Foley mark also. Love Mick Foley. I wonder if this is too high for Mick Foley, but I mean, in terms of Mick Foley's impact, I, I, I he's up there. He's up there as one of the greats. Putting him at eighty nine feels wrong. Yeah, for the, the stuff he's done, can't do it. It's but he's also like, I think nineties where I'm like, he's the lowest A you can be, but still an A. An A. I mean, I could I and who is biased for many reasons. I'm sure we'll get into. Can see Mick Foley as high as like a ninety three even. Yeah, um, no, that's Bret Hart territory. Uh, yeah, but Foley, I don't know. There's so much legacy. There's so much respect. There's so much honor. There's so much sacrifice. There's so much to this guy as a legend, right? I don't think anyone's gonna call Bret Hart. I mean, you can say he's a legendary wrestler, but Mick Foley's like a legend of a human being. Uh, and the stuff that he's gave to this business. Not saying I don't want to compare it to Bret because Bret gave plenty, but you know, Foley just gave so much. Um, and his journey. You know, is so, I don't know, it's just so beautiful to me. Yeah, and uh, also coming into the Royal Rumble as three different characters, maybe the most pro wrestling thing to ever happen. Absolutely. Love it. The it, three faces of Foley is unbelievable. I personally, I, I didn't even know of his existence before WWF. I've only gone back to see yeah. what his brilliant work with Terry Funk and ECW <laughs> and all the amazing promos he cut there. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a legend. He he, he, he would die for this business. Uh-huh. I think we've seen that, in, uh, you know, as far as Hell in the Cell goes. I loved his Mankind vignettes. I remember so good, being yeah. watching that live going, being kind of scared, mm-hmm. going, what, like, is this a disfigured person? Like, I didn't know it was a mask at first because of the lighting. He, uh, and, and obviously in the Monday Night Wars when he won the championship, absolutely, Foley's amazing. But the way that you're saying that he's almost like one of those people that, like, you know, died for other sins. Like he, like, like he, he sacrificed his body for this business that puts him, that puts him in the A range. And I, I think he, he's a, he's a bona fide 90, yeah. like, and maybe even a 91. Yeah. And, and you know, interesting thing about Foley is that he's like the definition of a pro wrestler, like in, in terms of like, he's, he loves the business so much and everything he does is like, so, so but he also is like, he also is has a good amount of crossover as well. Yeah, Not that that matters. For, for a wrestler, he's like for a wrestler, pretty out there, like doing co- cool shit. Right. Um, but yeah, let's let's hear a little bit of the. Uh, uh, we got Cashin. Do we have oh any? no, you're you're gonna Are say you this trying, here. If you're gonna play a promo. promo? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I will say this. Promo. I will say that the Mick Foley promos across his career, Kane Dewey is probably obviously his masterpiece, right? Oh, they the said Dewey ECW? Kane, Kane Dewey. Yeah, 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 ECW, yeah, it's yeah, ECW. Yeah. It's during this probably his best angle in ECW is it's uh, like a seven minute promo. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. all in ECW. They're all fucking long because Heyman just let him go. But it was basically the angle is that you know the hardcore life is a lie. He's feuding with Tommy Dreamer, who's like the poster boy of ECW, the fan favorite, and Foley was like the legend, and it was him sort of shitting on ECW, saying it's not worth it. Uh, and just the way, the psychology of Foley promos. So, see, some promos are good. The Rock makes has great promos. Flair has great promos, right? But some guys tap into a psychology or tap into, like, just a feeling that uh, other people can't do that, right? Rock's promos are good, but Jake the Snake mm. got into your head. He made you feel something. You're like, what's going on here, right? You know, um, Mick Foley was the same way. Like, he would talk, 
and it just hits a chord. It stri- it resonates with you, whether he's doing the boiler room man kind of stuff and you're getting fucking weirded out. Uh, and it's not just like Kane where it's like, oh, it's a monster. I'm scared. It's like, what? This guy's off. You know, uh, or the Kane Dewey thing where it's a guy burying his soul. There's another great promo in this f- Dreamer feud where he goes through like how he lost his ear and all he's giving, you know, just all this shit. Um, not many guys can cut promos like this where you actually psychologically are put on edge. And I think that's what separates Foley. Right. And Christian, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but I think um, in terms of pro wrestling shit, like you brought up, I mean, his promos, by the way, he, just to get into the real minutia of his promos, he uh, he goes into this high register. Where he's, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. It's very cool. Like, talk about X Factor. Yeah. It's like... Uh, the shrieking scream. Yeah, the shrieking... Yeah. cracks out of just, like, pure... Like emotions and yeah. emotion. Yeah. But he, he never, warble. No never, one warbles like this right. guy. <laughs> he never stays in that range. He's never in close to that range. It just like weirdly happens. You know what I mean? He never. It's like a no, weird noise. It's like a cracking call or whatever. You know what I mean? Like like I was saying. Anyway, very cool uh, uh, nuance of his promos. But in terms of like, yeah, he came in as three different characters. He's had all these iterations. But like in the difference between Matt Hardy, where it's oh I'm broken, Matt, and then he's Matt. Uh, 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 the, the Mick Foley character has had this like universe where like we don't even care if he fluidly goes between these wrestlers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always thought that was very cool. Like, I, I can't think of another example of that. It's like he would like be Cactus Jack for a little bit, then he would come out. The only time that he had like Mankind was the only time where he was like fully Mankind, right? Yeah. Then he'd be Mick for a little bit, then he'd like just turn on the, just put on the lep- what are they leopard skin boots? Uh, then he yeah. would be uh, uh, love leopard. Per- then, no, no, no. Then he would be Cactus, Cactus Jack. Jack. Uh, like I randomly he'd be do love. So I think it was always like, it was always really cool. I don't remember what happened. When did when, why did he start wearing as mankind the 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 shirt with the tie? Uh, because at some point he was he was part of the corporation or like Vince right. Vince was like you know championing mankind like he's our guy he's our guy and eventually it, it all went to shit when they backed the rock against right. him right so at some point mankind was trying to dress up kind of corporate oh, okay, or like show yeah. that he could be a face of the company got it so and that and, and by the way hilarious for, yeah exactly <laughs> hilarious right so he's a wrestler who could be psychological who could be terrifying amazing he could and then he could also be some genuine fantastic comedy yeah. i mean he does stand up so now he is, who knows how great that is right, right. but he's definitely funnier than the average wrestler. He had the This Is Your Life segment yeah. with The Rock. Well, he he made The Rock look awesome, right? Nosha's saying he likes that, which is a big. Nosha's a very casual wrestling fan. So if he's giving me the uh, the OK symbol, one half of the cow logo, uh, 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 that, that, that's a big deal. I think uh, he had the This Is Life. He also had the things where he'd visit, you're saying, Vince in the hospital <laughs> yeah. with the sock puppet. When yeah. he had Mr. Socko. <laughs> but he was wrestling all these guys that were putting as the top wrestlers of all time sure. with like pretty goofy gimmick. He was nowhere near the same shape as those guys. And he was able to sell it where we like, we all liked him. We thought it was cool. He would have like his stupid referee uniform that he yep. would spray paint. Yep. It was all awesome. And that's. None of us have even mentioned the Hell in the Cell match yet. Right. Like, not not to mention him falling off of the cage, which is in, mo- in a lot of people's minds the most iconic moment in modern wrestling history, right? Like, it's for me, I say, what I put in my notes is that that is the most watched wrestling clip of my life. I've seen that more than I've seen anything else. Right. I'm blown away by that match. 
Uh, he's the like he literally did a special. It was like twenty years after. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like that. Uh, like how many moments are like, hey, let's talk about that twenty years An later. Anniversary yeah. of a moment. The yeah. dude invented the bump. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 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 and um, I don't know. He just he's a real entertainer. I, I'm being sold on Mick so hard. Like I'm just talking about him. I'm like he's fucking amazing. Right. But then the thing is like when you then compare him to like okay, we're talking about the best Stone Cold Rock, Flair, Hogan, Undertaker. It's like well, he's fully ninety five. Right. No. But also, right. But is he ninety four? No. His segment also. He also like one thing I like about him in terms of you know how I'm I'm like such a mark for wrestling. I love things that are not like sport. Like oh, right. he was the biggest champion. Like that's my problem with just ranking guys. Like on booking, I think like, that's my beef with like Triple H as a wrestler is like he's so much booking to me. Uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, to me, the things I like about him, we'll get into him later, is like marrying Steph, like becoming the, the all that stuff is so cool. But uh, uh, not the actual wedding. And I mean, the, his real wedding. Yeah, yeah, and that. But I'm saying, uh, in terms of like Foley, he uh, he he thinking about he basically like was that his moment is his winning the title is like the moment where you could say that was the end of WCW, yeah. like it, that moment. So just to talk about that. And, and I'm saying the way he won it was so schmozzy. Like it was every wrestler running in, the whole thing. It was a shit fest. Yeah. And then he w- all walked out with the title. Like that is the stuff I love. Yeah. That's the that's a comedy writing. <laughs> my fa- I yeah. watched that clip last night of him winning. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite part is at one point when the authority goes back up to the top of the ramp and, and like. The corporation. The corporation goes up to the top of the ramp and McMahon's like, you'll get it back, you'll get it back. We'll figure it out. We'll get it back. And Shane McMahon is in the background just going, ah, 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 just like screaming nothing. Just like yelling. So funny. Just portraying an emotion. Yeah. But yet that moment, right, that Mick Foley, it is the end of WCW. That is the moment. That is the first time in over a year, maybe years. I don't know the exact figure. That was the first time that Monday Night Raw beat WCW Nitro in the ratings in in a long, long time, and that yeah. put WW. It wasn't right. It wasn't Austin three sixteen. Mm. It wasn't fucking DX. Right. It well, was although they were all there. <laughs> all, the, all of them were in this match. Yeah, but it was Mick Foley winning. All in that match. Yeah, every and Mick the Foley Stone Cold pop was the biggest pop oh of that whole thing. Yeah. Of course, average. of course. Right. Stone Cold was the best. Was, but it, who was hoisted on the, the top of the people's shoulders? You know, Mick Foley. Right. Also, Mick Foley also just epitomizes everything that what I love about professional wrestling is that you can win. While still losing, yeah. and he yeah. and he's the king of losing. I don't think I can't um, I can't even remember he's a match won four he times just, in his, yeah. in his yeah. career. Has he yeah. ever pinned anybody with just a, a move? <laughs> <laughs> he put his finisher, the mandible claw, double, double oh, yeah. on DDT, and the mandible claw. Yeah, yeah. he had the double uh, DDT. I gotta uh, go. Skyler Aston is leaving go the Cow Summit episode. Uh, he was here for half of it. Yeah, should I leave you with a couple takes? Yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll take a couple takes and then we'll go back to Foley just of to course. lock of course. it in. Um, I think, uh, uh, I I think Macho Man needs to be higher than eighty four percent. I put him high eighties at least, Doesn't maybe even a ninety. Um, I know Goldberg's Jewish, and I'm sacrilegious here. I think yeah. he should be an eighty, uh, just because he fucking sucks at wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was all booking to me. Um, who's next? Get it? Yeah. Um, okay, I will. Uh, uh, do we have a badumptured? I uh, Bain Ambrose. <laughs> I think that Chris Jericho, who's at an eighty-eight percent, should be bumped up to at least eighty-nine or ninety. I don't know if I'd put him on the same thing, the same uh, scale as Mick Foley. So maybe I would bump Mick Foley up to a ninety-one in that yeah. case. Chris uh, Jericho. And maybe guys. I'd have Chris Jericho with AJ Styles at ninety percent. And. Uh, and having said that, I think Kurt Angle, who you have an 88%, I'd put him in just at an 89 with Charlotte. 
Okay. All right, great. Okay. Skyler, dude, thanks for coming by for half of the Cow Summit episode. Think about yes. that. We're going to be doing what you just did again. But honestly, <laughs> I would do it, but I also have to be on camera right now and go to Crazy X. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, he's going to shoot Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Well, what we're time. doing is also very important. No, 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 it's cool. It's cool. I kind of <laughs> wish I wasn't working today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyway, uh, thanks for coming by, bro. Yeah, cheers up. Thanks for wasting your time with us, a little DMB. <laughs> cheers up. Cheers up. And then at some point, we're going to get Arlen back, so the flow will continue here. Absolutely. We're going to get Arlen back after his business call. Everybody's got shit to do, but let me tell you guys. <laughs> Not I got, us. I got nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, so I'll I be here. I got to say, on, the, on that Chris Jericho point, I definitely agree. He should be like a 90. Um, speaking of the Monday Night Wars and like that show, that's the, the series that's on the network, mm-hmm. it really showcases... Because like people were, you know, when Chris Jericho made his comeback, and they're like, oh, this is the best work he's you know ever done. It's true, but you look back, and it's like he's never been bad. Like, he's always been that Chris Jericho, and he's always been super charismatic and fun to watch. And, yeah, I think he's at least a 90. Well, I don't know if we want to jump into Jericho. Well, I don't yet, think we should jump Jericho right now, but uh, okay. uh, we definitely got to talk about Jericho because he is one of those guys that's hard to rank. Hard, very hard to rank uh, for me. But, yeah. uh, but where are we at on Foley? Like, Foley, you have him as a 90. Um, yeah, I just, we got to, uh, anything we could get to bump him up, it just feels like the right thing to do. I, I'm willing to put Foley... At a 91 right now, and then see how it ranks it compared to other guys, then we can bump him down. I mean, he's the hardcore legend. Also, just the thing that popped in my head as we were talking about this. Um, yes or no? Yeah, fine, yes. But that, like, you don't want 91? No, you 91, want- good. Yeah, 91. yeah. Um, if I think about, like, Chance, Chance in the crowd, you know, like, this is awesome, he's hardcore, uh, shit like that. Right like, here's? Like, just Foley's a guy that you just cheer for. Like, he gets Chance going. Like what he he just does the big spots like he does the fucking he's he's one of a kind it's the same thing we said as a rock it's yeah, like one of, he, it, 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 one of a kind one of a kind probably seventy nine seventy nine seventy nine um yeah by the way all right so let's lock in Foley as a ninety one we'll maybe we'll have Arlen uh, I'll write a note we ask Arlen what he thinks uh cool let's uh by the way we did have a ca- uh, we were talking about Sasha and Bailey and I, I we I have a cash in about them and I would like to play it because maybe that'll help us with that debacle. So should we, okay. Hi guys, cashing in here. Uh, That's about most underrated and overrated performers. Cheers up. Uh, I'd say most overrated in the current roster is a joint between Bailey and Sasha, especially Sasha. People going about her being amazing, but a ring works okay, a mic works sucks. She's not very good at delivering any. So situation sucks. She'd definitely be on the overrated list. Never got it. Never get it. Why she's so good. Uh, on the own, on the underrated. There's a few on there, uh, but I'd have to say uh, Breeze Ango as a team. I think they could be making like the Hollywood blondes, Austin and Brian Pillman, if they went that way down the line, and actually take them a bit more serious. Or Edge and Christian, if they wanted to do that sort of thing. All right. Just my two cents. Cheers up. Cheers up. Who was that? Josh Timperley. Do we know who gave us that cash? I, I believe so. Yeah. Because if so, that's the originator of the cheers up. Yeah, absolutely. If not, uh, it's just some other British guy. <laughs> so yeah, Sasha Bailey. I think he probably kept us in that same place. But yeah, so we'll get Foley there. Um. Uh. Uh. Cool. So I mean, let's. Do, do we want to talk about Sasha and Bailey at all right now? Or no, 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 no. We just want to. He didn't move the needle. I was looking for him to maybe yeah. want to move the needle there. I think he, he was pretty much in agreement with us, right? Yeah. Let's talk. Let's 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 talk about Jericho since that came up, since that came up uh, naturally. 
Um, and I think this is a guy who I could stay. I could I could use to not have Arlen's opinion here. Uh, so Chris Jericho. Um, I have Chris Jericho right here as an eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. I could see an argument to go up on Chris Jericho. I could see argument not to go down. I can't see any argument to go down, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Can't go down. But uh, so Chris Jericho is having to my, my to my in my opinion, what he's doing right now is making me want to bump him up. That's an interesting call. Yeah, because okay. right now, Chris Jericho, I think. That crossover to New Japan situation was very fucking cool, um, and uh, the festival full of festival of friendship. That whole you just made the list year, the whole yeah, that right, all that was really, like really fun. Maybe one of the best years. People said 2016 was the best year of Jericho's career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people said that in terms of entertainment. And what a career he's had. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know what it is. There's something about Jericho where he's less. Good than Foley to it's me. His, it's his physique. No, I don't know. He's, he's missing pecs. I don't yeah, know but that's what I, I agree. But I definitely I think well, that if Foley's ninety one, then Jericho's at least a ninety. So here's here's what I want to say about about Jericho. He he does feel like a very tough guy to place because he doesn't feel like you know Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley. You know, he doesn't feel quite in that legendary status. But it's tough to pinpoint like well why not right yeah. why he had incredible matches well let's look at look, look, just look at first history champ. right yeah he was the first undisputed champion he beat stone cold and the rock in the same fucking night that's just booking. crazy it's yeah. booking but it's it's epic no, no, i'm saying if we're considering booking then yeah you were talking about that he was always charismatic in the ww in the wcw one of my favorite things to watch when i when it was the monday night wars because i like wwf better mm-hmm. But WCW was three hours at the time, and, and Raw was only two. So from eight to nine, it was the first hour of Nitro, which was like their bullshit, like whatever the fuck, let's just fill an hour. Yeah. So it was like all the cruiserweight stuff. Mm-hmm. It was Jericho, a lot of Jericho. He had a fucking fat, bald security Rufus. guy. Ralphus. Ralphus. Not Rufus, Ralphus. And he had so much, he was just having so much fun. He was doing such silly shit every week, and his attitude, his bravado, like he was a mid-carter at best. He was in like the TV title zone. But it stole the show for me. And I think a lot of people noticed We that. all loved him then because the reason we liked him is he was in the revenge video game. <laughs> and I'm saying, and that's how I was like, oh, that made me want to like, I was, I was like, this wrestler, I kind of want to see what he's about. And then I, I would purposely, when I was flipping back between Raw, because I was a big Raw mark, you know, I, I barely liked WCW. But whenever he was on, he was so entertaining. And then when WWF signed him is when I was like, yo, WWF knows what they're doing. Like, that guy was the best guy on WCW. And they weren't using him at right, all. And they yeah. weren't doing anything. And, yeah. like, you know. Uh, <clears throat> and then he came over, and he was amazing. But here's a, here's my argument about Jericho. And we're talking about early Jericho. Right. Early WWE Jericho. Right. Yes. Early WWE Jericho. I feel like he was going for uh, something that never fully locked in for me. Like mm. I, I agree. Never, I, you agree? Yes. Like he never. Like we're talking about how the Rock had a hodgepodge things. The Jericho was also hodgepodge, but it never. It was always like this is fun. But I never got like the. You know, I always called the dick feeling. You know, I was I'm like little tingle like, in your like, dingle. Oh my, oh, I just mean goosebumps. That's all. Tingle in uh, your dingle. Just my goof. I said earlier on in the pod, but uh, a little tingle in my dingle. But I where I'd be like, yo, this is fantastic, and I didn't feel that for Jericho until. Festival of Friendship was when I was like, man, this was amazing. Yeah. So, but I always loved Jericho. His great matches is Benoit Jericho ladder match uh, in a SummerSlam. Uh, that match is amazing. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a great work. I mean, 
If you talk yeah, about the Walter Jericho, one of my favorite finishing maneuvers. It's a shame they don't do that oh. right Lion's anymore. Salt, still yeah. amazing. The yeah. Lion Tamer version. 1,001 holds. 1,004 holds. 1,004 holds. So, so Dean Malenko was the man of a yeah. If you don't know the promo, we're talking about Dean Malenko was uh, a great technical wrestler, uh, one of the, like, the new four horsemen in the WCW, uh, and, and his gimmick was he's so good technically they call him the man of a 1,000 holds. Right. The man of a 1,001 holds. It doesn't matter. It's not important. So Jericho has a promo where he says, well, Dean knows 1,000 holds. I know 1,004 holds. Yeah, and he has yeah. a huge list. This guy always loved lists. Yeah. And they he's cut the commercial break. He's still reading. It. His yeah. list was maybe seventeen feet long of, of like printer paper. Yeah, and he's just reading down like armbar, a Canadian <laughs> destroyer. One of them was right punch, right punch, left punch, left punch. <laughs> yeah, and he's just reading the a thousand and four moves he knows. He was always hilarious. He was always giving us something no one else was giving us. And as a worker, his matches, his move set, you know, everything he was putting together was incredible. But it's strange because it still doesn't feel like, like these guys. Foley, when you talk about Foley, like when we were just discussing Foley, yeah, he was so undeniable. While we're while we're going, we bumped him up a point already from ninety. I just get emotional. Talking, like, I talk about Foley, and I'm almost gonna cry. Right, like all the work he's done and all these problems. Now with Jericho, it's just to me, it's like the length of career is pretty high, but the amount of highlights for me are not insane. Um, it, you know, and look, we got someone's got to go down. Um, but, um, that being said, Chris Jericho's debut. Uh, in WWE is something I watch yearly. Like I, I always watch it. I love it. But truthfully, The Rock is the best part of that thing. Right. And, and I think this is part of the reason why I don't put Jericho, why I look at Jericho at 88 and I'm like, yeah, maybe. It's because he showed up when all this shit was already fucking kicking and all these guys were crushing it. Mm. Like, he walked, his first moment on Raw, uh, you know, it was great. Y2K was happening. We were all f- afraid about the year 2000 showing up because we thought it was going to fuck up the computers. He entered as Y2J. Love they had it. a countdown for months or whatever, his vignettes. And then finally, when he showed up, the countdown reached to zero. Jericho pops out. We're all...
They're chanting for The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Then he does the what's your name? Which, uh, uh, he's like, you, you, you have the attitude, you know, you have the balls, like, come on my show and not even tell me what your name is. It doesn't matter what your name is. Is that but, the first instance of it doesn't matter what your no, name is? Okay. No, no. So the crowd knew it was coming. They knew it. It was already but, in the, but, in the I rock didn't see it at all. I remember when it happened live. Right, because so I was pumped for Jericho. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad I re listened to that promo because. Uh, it's amazing. Jericho's yeah. great. It's a great promo. It's an amazing. I love him being like, "Oh, that's why no one's entertained." It's also pretty cool that they're actually going nuts and they're making a lot of noise because it's like he's a heel who thinks like you're not even you don't even like this show, but yeah. they are liking they're, it. Yeah, and they're when they in the first part when they start chanting Rocky earlier, right. he goes, "Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you." Like, <laughs> thank you, thank you just handles it so funny. Uh, that was great. I just uh, I I I just I. Let's talk about like what are Jericho's like crazy memorable moments. I think winning the top, undisputing the championships, beating Rock and Stone mm-hmm. Cold same night. Okay, fine. Um, I, I, yes, it is. It is. A, it is a big deal, but that's also a booking thing. It's like they were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had Jericho win? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and then it's like cool. He has that moment holding up the titles. Those are not moments for me that make like Jericho to me is like uh, the epitome of like a high eighties. Like he's a high eighties yeah. guy. And I think another point that needs to be made, right? Is love that Jericho. We love Jericho. We're gonna go through a lot of names here that are all just 
fucking the greats. He's still one of the greats. One right? of the greats. First ballot Hall of Famer, head of his class Hall of Famer, definitely, right? He is one of the greats. But not everyone is going to be in the 90s. Yeah. So being in the so we're realizing right now like cracking that 90s is like a big deal. That's the the that's the 1%, not EC3 though. That's right. like that's like yeah. no I'm saying that's like the really the rarefied air. That is the true greats, the the greatest ever put on a pair of trunks and lace up a pair of boots. Yeah. Get 90 or above. It is it is reserved for only the 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 biggest baddest names of all time. And right. Jericho's so so close and so so great. But he's just not one of those guys. So, all right, here's my next question. Do you think Jericho can do anything? Because, look, keep in mind, best, arguably best year of his career, he, he was killing it on Raw with the list stuff. Right. Killing it. Right. Uh, Festival of Friendship was amazing. Right. I, I rewatched his. Just, just him walking down to the ring with the hat on, smiling. Right. I loved it. It's all great stuff. Um, he also is, like, killing it outside of WWE he's in a way. current. Uh, Intercontinental Champion, right of of, yeah. of New Japan Pro yeah. Wrestling. He has that title. He also, uh, I believe, is involved in the promotion that they're they're that the Bucks are working on or whatever. Right. I think or something. So I'm saying, you is it yeah. is, is it possible he can crack that 90, or is it for him? He's going to be always a nice a night uh, like an upper echelon B plus guy. I guess the question there is like, what more could he possibly right. do? Like everything he's doing is amazing. Right. There's no. I can't, what can no, he do? To probably, maybe some guys just aren't. That guy. Has he headlined manias? He must have. I, I can't think of one, though. He must have. I, I mean, think Chris Jericho Google. put it best about himself, and here's why I'm actually going to say, yeah, maybe he's like an 88 or an 89. He says he's the best in the world at what he does. Right. Right. He's not the best in the world. He's the best in the world at being Chris Jericho, and I think Chris Jericho is, yeah, like an 89. All right. I have my 88. Should I move him to 89? Would you guys like him? Would you yes. feel good if he was the guy right below the glass? I would feel. I think that's a great thing for him to be the guy who's just not one of the guys. All right, he's an eighty-nine. Cool. Locked in Jericho. There, I bet that's the one I'm going to get. We're going to get calls on. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I I bet there are people who have Jericho on their Mount Rushmore. You so, know what I mean? For sure, he, he is really great. Um, WrestleMania. 18 Triple H defeats Chris Jericho, who Arlen, is the champion. Back in the mix, yo. Just in time for me. How you doing? So Arlen. Jericho has. Oh, headline to Mania, he lost the title to Triple H of WrestleMania 18. Uh, isn't 18 like notoriously bad, or am I thinking of, isn't, or what, what's the one that's like awful? Uh, it's like 8, 19 or yeah, something? It's in there, so I don't know. Yeah. I know 17 is fucking incredible. I, I, I never, for some reason, my brain doesn't remember Manias. Like, it's hard to cards, remember. The, yeah. I remember matches at what Mania they're at, but I don't remember like what else happened yeah, on yeah, that yeah, Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, cool. So we're putting Chris Jericho as an 89, Arlen. As a guy who, do you want to move to that mic? Oh, uh, Skyler's gone. This is a better good. You know what? I deserve this mic. Um, All right. As a guy who didn't uh, really watch, you know, during the period where Jer, I, like the people I have the hardest time with, are Jericho, Edge, like some of these guys that uh, I can at least with Jericho I can focus on his um, his work now. Um, but eighty nine, like, wow. oh, you're saying that's too high. I do think it's too high. Interesting. Well, I, to be I, fair, you weren't you weren't here for the two hours of context we have, where it's like we set up why we all feel good about him being the guy who's not quite in the '90s, but just below that. But what what do you think should be lower? Well, look, there's a concept in other sports where I think you you get major bias from. Um, he was like in the Attitude Era, like he he was a part of that, so he gets elevated. I think because he was around the context that he he was operating with the greats. I, I think. 
Longevity for me with Jericho, big time, right? Mm, yeah. And not just longevity, but he doesn't come back as a novelty act. He comes back fresh with new stuff all the time. Yes. He's also doing incredible work outside of the WWE yes. as an ambassador. Um, this however, is the kind of business talk you need, Marlon. He's coming back from a two-hour business call. I'm coming in so hot. Let me get this off. <laughs> oh, show the guns. We're, we're, we're Shock live, we're live, we're the live on the Facebook feed. Shock the system. Shock. With all that said, the system. I don't think... <laughs> His look is is he's got there on the level. He's got an interesting look. He's yeah. always had interesting the things top. going his on. His look isn't phenomenal. The top tail. He's more to me. I, I don't actually know what size Jericho is, but he's like more in the he cruiserweight. He's bigger than you. He's, you know, he's bigger than you, but he's he did compete at cruiserweight uh, for a spell in WWE. Do you have those weird Jericho packs? He's I'm six, not sure. He's no. six foot two, two twenty-seven. I'm not sure now. being bigger than me is like uh, that gets no. you extra points in the system here. Um, but like his look isn't quite there. He's he's more of a cruiserweight. I don't. I think that that sounds really high to me. To be honest with you, For are, you him, are you aware of the fact that I I actually I don't know where you guys went with CM Punk, but we I think we there's, there's, we, we I think there's an argument for him to be the guy that's not quite in the nineties. Where's but like, CM Punk on the I list mean, right I now? Move him, I want to move CM Punk down. That's for sure. Where is he right now? Ninety one. Okay. I say it, I want to move him down to 80. Interesting. Okay. I, I will say this about uh, Chris Jericho. Punk. I, We're going to do a whole thing on We'll punk. do a whole thing on Punk. We'll do a whole another eight-hour podcast. What are on. Jericho's best moments? Well, I just want to ask you this. Are you aware of the so fact funny. that he was the first undisputed it's, WWE champion? He he beat The Rock, who had a belt, and Stone Cold, who had a belt, in the same bro, night. But you always bring that up, but it's that's the booking it of the match. It's all like, of this oh, is booking. It's, it's like if they had the Rikishi win or something. No one wins a title at any point but, without booking. But booking argument, is, hang on, isn't that argument the same as like, wow, Kevin Owens is really important because he beat Cena the night he came up with it's kinda of like they do that that they're working us. They do right, that to no. they don't you, you just nailed it. You nailed it. It's what I said. What are Chris Jericho's Best moments. I can't think of too much like his debut. His debut is incredible. That's, what, uh, that's his his debut, and then what? And and festival friendship. So, but here's the thing. He's what did he do was, between those twenty years? years. No, that festival was friendship amazing. was it. Puts him in the top ten. No, he's done a lot of great things. But I'm talking. We're talking, about, we're talking about epic moments. We're talking about okay. cracking. Let me let me give, a ninety. Let me give you something else here. Fuck your epic moments. Okay, that's part of it. Another part of it is you hear how my best friend talks to they're me. They're everyday moments. They're lows, they're mediums, they're just what they are. And Chris Jericho is always great. He is never not great. He might not have fucking WrestleMania 17, Rock vs. Stone Cold, everyone's out of their seat losing their mind. He might not have, oh my God, remember when he was the higher power of the corporate ministry after all this stuff. No, he might not have these major, major things, but I've never, ever (laughs) seen a segment with Chris Jericho that wasn't fucking good. They're all good. Yeah, that, I don't, yeah that's fine. But, that Yo, but here's what like... I'll say about this: is that Jericho to me is the face of '89. Well, that's what I'm. I'm look again. I'm arguing for him to be '89. Arlen's the one who says that's too high, and he wasn't even fucking watching it. I mean, shit, his so. rating in like 2K18 is probably literally '89. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can look that up. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is how I'm yeah, uh, so on the Facebook this. I'm live on the Facebook page right now. Mike Margus uh, said uh, his program with Shawn Michaels was amazing. So sure. we'd, have to then, re, we'd have to revisit that. I'm sure he has some ama- uh, amazing yeah, programs. Yeah, but can you, I, I mean, a lot of people had amazing programs with Shawn Michaels. All right, but what are you going to well, yeah, You got to take everything away from this guy? No, no, I'm just saying, like, if you had to rank Shawn Michaels' programs, is Jericho in the top three? Probably not. Definitely not. So? All right, well, this guy so says one percentage of this eight-hour podcast is Shebs talking. <laughs> all of it. As, as much. All, as, whatever as, the number is, too much. As close to 100 as I could fucking yeah. 
possibly pull off. All right, Chris Jericho is an 88 in 2K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was right. I was right. He shouldn't be an 89. You wanted him at 88. When you said he's too high, you're, yeah, in yeah. your head you were like, it's 88. That's, That's the number saying. you were fucking fighting for. That's what I was thinking. Okay, well, he's an 88 on our list, uh, or on Dan's list initially, right? So we were just arguing for one point higher. I don't even know who was leading that charge. I think, Dan, I think you were leading that charge. What? To make him higher than 88. All right, I got to get off Facebook Live because yeah, I, I so can't funny. participate. A lot of these ones from the video game are like pretty much what you have. That's great. All right, fuck the video game. We're not talking about the video game. All right, uh, 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 the video game's for dummies. Anyway, no, hold on. Right, get off this. fucking Facebook. You can't handle this kind of multitasking. Yeah, I get it. All right. They put Randy Orton at a, at a 91 and Ric Flair at 89. Well, yeah, but uh, that's also like if they've... That's not like their overall like greatness. So, yeah, that's uh, like their, well, uh, again, how they would do in the, in the ring. Again. If you want to, if we want to call in for future Summit episodes, you know, uh, when we're dissecting these guys, I'd love to have a great Jericho episode. But in my mind, and uh, look, I, obviously uh, during college, uh, you know, I wasn't watching as closely, uh, you know, but uh, as I, but even then, Jericho, like, well, I, I'm not sure. I can't think of moments that are insanely memorable between. The beginning, uh, you know, between the beginning and the festival friendship. So but I will say this: let's keep at the '89. How much of that were you even watching? Because we all take dips out. I know I dipped out for I, a lot I, of Jericho. I, 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 that's, that's why I'm that's why I'm stuttering because I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Did Can I miss we mark some of the it? list where we have Again, like people bias. that are you know uh, in question? There's, no, that, the whole no, list is in question. Yeah, is we'll, it? How, so how little, aligned have you been to this point? Pretty how close. He's pretty good. So, so but I'm saying maybe there are certain people we should really denote. Like, hey, we're not sure about this placement. Well, what it goes like is this. We fucking just say this is what it is, and then it's an ongoingly fluid document. The Cal Universe could see it and weigh in on it. They could cash in on it. And then I assume this will be done again at some point, and Dan We're having update. Cal Summit episodes. A, yeah. summit up. so a Summit Up would be all Jericho, and I would rewatch all the major, like all the, you know, the major Jericho moments. And I love then, it. This is a great podcast. People should listen to this podcast. Yeah, this podcast is great. Anyway, have a snack. Have a snack or two. You, you want to pop a LaCroix or what? Have a snack or doodle. Yeah, I would love a LaCroix. What flavor do you want to give me? Why don't you hit so, the coconut? Coconut. No uh, one's touched it yet because it tastes brutal. like toilet water. We also can start making cocktails. I got some alcohol. You guys want a little LaCroix cocktails? Yeah, we're pretty much we're halfway through, right? Yeah, we're would you like? The, we're over the hump. We could have a cocktail. All right. Yeah. Should we do CM Let's Punk do and a cocktail? Or? You guys something? I made a decision when we were out there. We're gonna. Do, it's gonna be ten hours. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah we're doing ex- executive, executive decision. decision. Yeah, because you lost me for two. We need to add two I back mean, on the on the back end. Honestly, that might happen. Yeah. Let's do ten. All right. So what we're gonna do right now. Is that, what is that? What flavor? Peach pear. Peach pear. Wow. How's the peach pear? I haven't t- tried one of those yet. I'll tell you one thing. It's it's whatever flavor it is, it's not as good room temp as it is oh, for, yeah. straight out of the fridge. Yeah. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, this is the cow nine to five, eight hour episode. <laughs> We're about four hours in. Yeah, four those, hours deep. <laughs> By the way, I'm not tired at all. I'm fucking, I'm rocking out. I'm For from, those uh, of you who opened up your podcast app, <laughs> swiped all the way to the middle of yeah. the episode. <laughs> The, the, the best thing about this is um, I thought that was just funny to do. Dan, uh, Dan's like, I'm not, I'm not tired at all. Like, uh, I, I, like four hours of work, I feel really good. <laughs> and most people, every day is an eight-hour workday. This like, was like a huge deal. Dan's been building up to this for three years. Yeah. We're doing eight hours, everyone. How am I gonna make it? Like, He's halfway it. through. He's Can like, you believe what you know, I'm doing? Can you I the hero? The Dan's hero like, I, I, could, I could probably wake up. I don't know, like two days a week and work eight yeah. hours and be fine. I heard I, my 22-year-old cousin say once, like, oh, I had to work five hours today, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah it's incredible. And that was me. I'm his cousin. But Dan, anyway. Dan's four hours in, and he's like, I, you know, I don't even feel like I need a nap right now. Comedians of wrestling, I listen up. Wednesday. When I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> 
has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.